Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions radio. Red Heat and Rage. I am Gabriel Morenzi, sitting alongside the Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, the Tony Cicada, will join us a little bit later on. We'll talk some DFS and best of bets. We've got a couple of games. International Basketball Association this evening, including the Houston Rockets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Oklahoma City Thunder are uh, getting struck uh, right now by the Utah Jazz. Yeah, the, smooth, the smooth jazz. Smooth notes. Miles Davis style. Donovan Mitchell and uh, Ricky Rubio carving them up. Triple doubles. Yeah, Donovan Mit- Mitchell's had the best rookie performance in uh, in NBA history. Kid's not afraid of anything. Like, no, you said it. no, no, no rookies yeah. ever averaged like 27 points a game through three games. Like uh, He's the, the highest NBA average since Michael Jordan for a rookie in the playoffs. And for Utah, that first triple-double since John Stockton. Like You're going way back. You know what's crazy, too? You notice with Ricky Rubio? He looks like cooler now. Suddenly, like he's got longer you're hair. Almost, he's got almost, the beard. <laughs> Before he was kind of nerdy. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, so I saw I saw Ricky Rubio what he was wearing uh, to the game uh, the other day, and it was the lamest thing that I've ever seen in my freaking life. And trust me, NBA players dress pretty lame yeah, for guys to, with like 122 million dollars in a bank. Man. They got some bad style. <laughs> At least they have a choice, Brentsy. I'm wearing the same like shirt all me, the time. If I was an NBA player, I'd be like, uh, I'd be college style. I'd just show yeah. up in like uh, a tracksuit. Like whoever my, I like that. Whoever my shoe sponsor was, yeah, I would sell my own tracksuit. So like, I, yeah, you know, I'd roll in with the with Nike, a real nice. Track yeah, I'd roll suit, in yeah. with the Nike tracksuit, the <laughs> custom one that's dedicated to yeah. me that I want to sell. Yeah, you know, I don't know, like Brian Westbrook. I mean, dude, the guy must take like an hour in his hotel room. Exactly. What, what kind of mood am I in? Like, <laughs> oh, I'll do punk rock today. He comes in with like torn jeans and a Ramones t-shirt. It's like, yeah, I know, Russ. You're kicking to the Ramones, Ramones. in your hotel room, right? <laughs> you know, so Ricky Rubio was wearing a Friends t-shirt. <laughs> the TV show what co- Friends. What, what color? Was it pink? Or <laughs> Like I don't, I'm not, I don't like bullying or anything no, like that. No. But come on, you're saw, a grown man. Yeah, like you know, come on, man. <laughs> you're wearing like really Ricky Rubio's. Like I guess he's a big uh, fan of the show Friends, <laughs> which is like the lamest thing I've ever seen. Or like, <laughs> you seem to find it amusing. No, I do. It's syndicated. No, there he is. Friends. Oh, yeah. No, it's his friend's sweatshirt. It's just a yeah. sweatshirt. And yeah. he's got like these. And some crazy pants. Jean overall yeah. things they, going. Yeah, they're flopped over Dude, the front. this is his 80s. Or this is it's like 90s as you get. Yeah, like early 90s. You know what it is, though? Is. It's a. Ba- it's trying to be like a bad grunge look, but he's t- looking too preppy doing it. That's the thing. He's looking for that look. He's got a grunge look going wearing a friend's friend shirt. Yeah, it just it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work. 
like not even in an ironic way. Like, you know, like you can be ironic, like a good, uh, like a funny uh, T-shirt. I want to buy it, actually. There's a T-shirt shop on Queen Street West. And uh, it says Celine Dion. And basically, there's a picture of Satan with an upside-down cross. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's funny. That's a good shirt. Yeah, no, no, because it's like, well, you got a Celine Dion. Because it says, like, it's, at first, you're like, yeah, oh, whoa. it's a Celine Dion T-shirt. No, it's a Satan shirt. No, it's Celine Dion. And it's like, it's sort of like over the top as you can get. There's like Satan and a cross and fire. And it says Celine Dion, my heart will beat on. Amazing. Yeah, but it's like that's irony. Yeah, that's that, funny, that's right? Like, that sounds like a good shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's that's funny. You know, but there's nothing like no, it's funny. just friends. Uh, yeah. I yeah, thought, I thought you were like, gonna say it had like pictures of the cast on it. No. Just no, says friends. No, like that's even worse. It's yeah, like yeah. it's sort of like like yeah, a planet. Of, it's Chan- like wearing, Chandler Bing. It's like wearing a planet Hollywood jacket. I, I kind of like I like old guys that wear the pl- planet with Hollywood the, coats. With the movie yes, jackets. Yes, yes, yeah. Old guys or with, the movie jackets. Yeah, old guys with movie coats and windbreakers. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of because you know what they usually are? They're usually hustlers, yeah. horse book guys. Like when I go it's into the funny, horse book, yeah. a lot of those guys there's got a like guy, the, the the windbreakers. There's with a guy in my neighborhood here actually. He kind of sticks out because yeah. of this. And I actually think of you. I actually thought of you. I'm like, yeah, Cam would like this guy in his jacket. He's an old guy. He's got a Coca-Cola jacket. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and he wears it all year. Yeah. Like you said, he probably got it for free somehow yeah. some through some Coca-Cola deal. And he's going to wear it forever. Like Fantastic. his winter jacket. He's got the hoodie on underneath with his Coca-Cola jacket. That's why I like the NASCAR jacket has that feel to it. It sure does. All right, Mountain Dew. Yeah, we gotta get. We we've talked about. I don't think one thing we've ever talked about more is getting a NASCAR jacket, and we never do. We talked about it in Charlotte. We talked about it in Vegas. I'm never rich enough at the time. No, I'm not because it's 200 bucks. Like we're not getting a cheap one. It's not that bad. It's like 130 eh, bucks. Yeah, yeah. it's still a lot for a coat. And to be honest, they don't look that comfortable. They're kind of this weird material. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Yeah, I like, like Kevlar. Last time I came close again, but it just it didn't work out. It didn't work out. All right, so speaking of not working out, uh, I'm Dr. Death uh, today, unfortunately. So we told you about Dave Malinsky, regular contributor right here on the Fantasy Sports uh, Television and Radio Network. I mean, Dave was on with me once a week for the last uh, four years here. We're moving in our fourth anniversary here. Um, coming up, actually, in March, I believe, pretty soon. Um, so... Yeah, he was a weekly uh, weekly guest uh, with us. Of course, he went um, he went hiking and uh, he documents Brist- Bristol Cone uh, pine trees. And um, I don't know the official cause of death. I haven't seen the coroner report. Obviously, he fell. That's all we know. Like, but it's kind of vague. It's very vague. Yeah, he, he fell. But uh, rest in peace, uh, Dave. Uh, you know, we lost our best guest. Yep. We'll tell you that much. Yep. I mean, just you know. Lost a good friend, too. He's a good guy. But he had a, he had a good life, 57 years old. Lived on the Las Vegas uh, Country Club golf course. Yep. Um, you know, moved to Vegas when he was 24 years old. So uh, it's quite a run in Vegas, man. You're telling me, man. If you, could, last, if you could make it for like 30-plus 30, 30 years in Vegas, you're an amazing handicap. Would man. I ever work a 9-to-5? Exactly. That's how good he was. Yeah. That's he, not that easy. was his job. His job was handicapping. That's not easy. Like, uh, he was great. One of the best handicappers ever in Vegas. Like, one of the best runs Ever in uh, Vegas, so yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, but you know, I look at the positives in these things. None of us live forever. He had a great life, and at least he went relatively quickly. At least we hope. Hopefully, he just you know yeah. went real quick out there. But um, on another note, uh, for one reason or another, 
Uh, there's a story on the internet right now from uh, Calvin Irie, who is the head of uh, Bodog, one of the biggest, you know, it's a big gaming yep. site, Calvin Irie News, and he has an obituary for Dave Belinsky, but it's a picture of me. I know. Like I saw it. I was like, what the hell's going so on? It's, and now everyone else is picking it up right now. It's all over Twitter. Hey, Marenzi, there's a picture of you that you died. It's like, you know, it's just, it's disrespectful for Dave. Yep. It sucks for him. I mean, at least get the goddamn picture. Get the picture guy's picture right. right. Exactly. So what? If I, you know what? If you die, they're going to put a picture of Jared Cohen up? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, guys. Excellent email. Yeah. It's like, excellent Cam, radio Cam show. Stiller was a long time radio yeah, host. Right. Passed away. It's going to be a picture of someone else. Excellent. I mean, like, come on, dude. Like, I, you know. That's brutal. I saw that. I, I like you were, I saw you talking to your buddy on Skype there when I just came, uh, came into the studio. And I was just like, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, when you told me that, I'm like, no. And then it's, it's nuts. It's absolutely insane. And then from my perspective, I don't want to see myself Self, being dead. Exactly. No, no, it's a lose-lose situation. Dave doesn't want your pitcher, and you don't want to be dead. Exactly. It's ridiculous, actually. Like, and how does a guy get you and Dave look? It's not even like, uh, you know, how they get file pitchers. You guys I, look nothing alike. So what, do they have yeah, me yeah. on file? Yeah, yeah, yeah. as Dave Malinsky. Like, it makes, and that's the thing. It makes no sense. Like, why me. do they have I don't my, even understand. I don't understand. It. It. Out of all the people in the world, they pick Gabe Morenci. That's what I don't understand. Like, like I, I'm still, I'm racking my brain. It makes no sense. You don't look like them. You're not the same age. I don't know how they got your picture. He came on my show. That's it. Yeah. I like. I, I don't know. Like, how could they come to the conclusion? And another thing is, like, whatever idiot did that story. Do I look 57? No, you don't. You know what I mean? Even like, when you don't shave, a smooth 45. You no, know, like the whole like. It just it doesn't fit. The no, story, it doesn't. You know? But anyways. You told your buddy they're going to switch the picture. Well, I don't know. Here, We're right? trying. We told them, listen, out of respect for Dave and, you know, just whatever, Cam. Like, no, it's amazing. You can't, you can't make this no, shit you can't. up. That's the best way of putting it. That's the, that's the craziest like, thing. You know, my friend dies, and I, here it is. I wake up in the morning, and I see a freaking picture of, of yourself in his obituary for some reason. Like, why? What were you, why? Like, what is You said this? it. That's just crazy shit. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, the odds of that happening are, like, zero. No, 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 yet the, it odds, the odds of that happening are, like, one in 13 million. Yet it happens. Yet I lose in, like, empty net goals. Oh, yeah, like, exactly. I can't get any That's rock. what I'm saying. Like, the odds of it the basically. The weirdest things happen yeah. to me. Showing but, a picture like, of you in, in an obituary would be like winning the lottery, but you don't win the lottery. It's just your picture in another guy's obituary. No, it's just like, Which strange, is insane to me. I have strange bad luck yeah, and weird luck. You do, actually. Really but it's not about me. I mean, Dave's gone. For sure. I mean, I'm not trying to make it about me, but I'm sure anyone would be uncomfortable in this situation. Yeah, you're right. If Number one, it bothers me because put a goddamn picture up of him. Yep. All right? Put a goddamn picture up of him. And then secondly, like, why Why is there a picture of me? Like, I don't understand. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing. That's what I don't understand. Like, out of all the people, why did it? Why was? Why were you in the file? And like, it's crazy. Like, uh, and not to mention... Uh, there was just a uh, terrorist attack in yep. Toronto. Yes, um, of course, where we're where our studio is, just, and, just uh, north of the studio. Yeah, so it's crazy, man. My mother calls, and she's like, "Are, are you okay?" She's like, "Are you all right?" I had a weird feeling. Are you all right? I'm like, "No, no." I said, "No, I'm fine, mom, but I'm dead on the internet right now." <laughs> she like, couldn't believe. I know. She's like, "What she's the hell's going goes, on?" What do you mean? I told her. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. Uh, yeah, Kim it, walked in. I said this last week. There's a death game in the air. I got to be honest with you. It's like insane to me. Like I, I, I even think like we're talking about it. You're even downplaying. I think how crazy and nuts it is. Like it's just I don't even know where to go. Yeah, I it's know. morbid. Like it's and the odds of it happening. I, 
it doesn't it doesn't you've it's a total picture of you working at the fa- fantasy sports network picture. What does that have to do with Dave Malinsky of Vegas? That's what I don't don't understand. Like not a picture. Like where did they get it? How did they get it? How did this happen? I don't know. Like I'm just thinking like about every scenario. It is it's extremely not, bizarre. It's, it's so bizarre that I, it's blowing like my mind. Every no, that's what I'm saying. World, that's what I'm me? saying. Like, like why? It's, why it's, me? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not just, and there's other Vegas handicappers and stuff. Like, like when you know? I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, is it a picture where, and Dave's face is going to be in the corner, exactly. like he's appearing on the TV show or something?" No, uh, yes, it's just a picture of me. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. It's nuts. It's absolutely insane, brother. I, I have no idea. I don't even uh, know know what to do, where where to go. It's been you talked about this whole situation here. We got a guy running over 10 people on a block for for no reason and then using like his fingers as like a fake gun and then like this is this is another thing like, speaking of uh yeah so speaking this is of this so brutal so as he's mentioned so uh, not a fake gun but yeah he his pointed fingers, his finger yeah. like a gun and this is the difference between cnn yeah. and and reality news so this this happened this has happened basically we can't say it's right up the street from us it's north, but, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's close. It's right outside downtown Toronto. I mean, I used to live on Yonge Street. I mean, Correct. You know, we know the area well, where it happened, et cetera. And first off, let me just state, it's a strange area to run people over in. Because, number one. It's not very populated. It's it's not an upscale neighborhood either. Like, you're running over kind of, you're running over a lot of poor people. Yep. Right? So, it's kind of just a dickhead move. Number two, if you're going to run people over, I don't know why you didn't do it in a more heavily populated area. Young and Dundas It's a populated where... area there, but he could have taken out like 80 people at once if he jumped on a sidewalk in really downtown Toronto. Toronto is a lot like New York. It's a little smaller, but it's very similar. There's people everywhere all the time. You said it. If it was done by the Eaton Center on that walkway there at Young, Young Dundas Square, it would have annihilated hundreds of people. Yeah, so strange, strange place to do it. And... Um, yeah, he started running people over on the sidewalk, and uh, people wearing headphones. Some people yeah. couldn't hear; they couldn't tell. They got run over, man. And I'm telling you, people are clueless with their headphones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't, you don't like know that. what's going on. It's actually, I liked what you said to your mother. I always keep my head up. It's like kind of like a, you know, when you see somebody coming across in the train, oh, like yeah, keep yeah. your head up, keep your head up. No, you really do. You got to keep your head on a swivel at all so, times. Uh, you do. You can't. You can't ever relax. There's a good movie with. Um, it's, uh, I think it's Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, in which I know it's Al Pacino, actually. He's like a crooked cop. Man, I got to look up the name of Al Pacino movies. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going down Nicolas Cage Boulevard again, even though it was a lot of fun. The Rock's been on TV every yeah. damn day. No, so seriously, it's, it's, on, like, it's on a loop. It was on last night. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was a great, it was a great scene and in the movie. It was a great line, basically, so... I think it was De Niro and Pacino, and one of them, one of them was like killing people, one of them was killing suspects, and didn't yeah. tell the other one type of thing. But it was a good line, and so De Niro is like driving in a cop car down the street, and he's a cop, yeah. and he's sort of talking to himself, like you hear his voice, and he goes, uh, he's like, ninety-eight uh, percent of the people on the street are oblivious to reality. And, yeah, he, and it was sort of showing people walking, dum 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 dum, looking at the store, yeah. looking at the lights, looking at their phone. And he's like, I look for the people that aren't. And he's all like, uh, 1% of them are smart and the other 1% are the hustlers. And it's true. I can sense, I know the same thing too. I can walk down a downtown street in any city and point out to you 
but like who's just sort of who, clueless yeah. and who isn't. The yeah. people that are paying attention. If you're paying attention, you're not getting run over. Correct. Right? If you're paying attention, you're not getting out shot outside the club randomly because you're paying attention and you're aware. No, this guy's about to shoot somebody. And you're gone. Like, if you're always just sort of a step ahead and aware of your surroundings, it's like I told you. You know, never sit uh, never sit at the window of a restaurant. Uh, when you're sitting on a subway, always sit with your back to something. So, um, you know, stuff can't happen. Like, if you actually just sort of, it's sort of, it's crazy. Like, not paranoid living, but... Like I said, I grew up, I was a kid. I did a lot of crazy things, and I had I got robbed. I had people, like, all kinds of stuff. So I lived a paranoid lifestyle of always looking over your shoulder, look both ways before. Like, I yep. see people, they don't look, man. I see chicks in this neighborhood cross the street with their dogs. Oh, it's unbelievable. And I don't even know. Remember in the old days, Kim? You're supposed to teach your dog to chill out at the corner. Yeah. So the dog instinctively won't want to cross the street on its own. Correct. But they, they, they have no, no chicks, there's no training going on here. None of these chicks here. do this anymore, no. man. So I know Their dogs are going in. You said. Yeah, so the, this dog and a chick nearly got smoked the other day. She was oblivious to it. She had headphones on. And the dog, tail wagging. It's like yeah. the dog Running should right have right an in the No, dude, you nearly just got killed. It's crazy. Lots of dumb people in this area. Yeah, so uh, yeah, the show won't be the same. Dave Belinsky joins us every Tuesday. Won't be joining us tomorrow. Rest in peace, Dave. Godspeed. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Lisi is going to join us. We're going for two. Joe Lisi. We have a ton of NFL props, actually. Yeah. The sports books are releasing a million props. Have you seen the one? Thursday's draft. On. On uh, Bet365, they have a prop now where Sam Darno is minus 225 to be the first overall pick. Yeah, he won't be the first overall that's pick. What I, I don't believe that. Like, that's, so you're getting Josh Allen, who might be the first overall pick, at plus 165. We'll talk to Joe about it. Absolute insane odds. Yeah, you know what? It's really weird. Sam Darnold was, uh, you called him Sam Darno? Darno. You know it's Darnold. 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 Well, it's it's Darno. You're not alone in that. No, everyone calls him Darno. Darno. No, but Darnold. It's, it's Sam Darnold. Yeah, Darnold. He's not from the Bayou. No, right? Darno. Yeah, Darn. Darnold. It's like Bobby A. Bear. I love Bobby A. Bear. Bobby Herbert. <laughs> Herbert. Herbert. <laughs>
So George Costanza <laughs> explaining, yeah. see, there's no H, but he's, yeah. don't pronounce it. Hey, Bear. Hey, Bear. Hey, Bear. I find that fascinating. <laughs> yeah, just darn. Yeah, it's Darnold. Yeah, I believe. But I've heard a lot of people call him Sam Darnold. Darnold, Darnold, Darnold but he's not. He didn't go to LSU. Listen, I don't know. I'm not often right about yeah. names. I'm all, I, I always butcher you names. You say they but. do the Go Tigers at LSU. G-A-O-U-S. Like, you know, Go Tigers. <laughs> Everything is like, a, you know, Creole. And uh, it's, it's the, I like Louisiana. But nevertheless, so, say, uh, Sam Darnold is the, the favorite to go first overall. Now, I brought this up in the past before, and I bring this up every year. This is one of the few instances, Cam, in which you actually – you don't have an advantage, but the sports book and the odds makers don't have an advantage on you in the draft. No, they don't know. Like when you're playing a basketball, you're playing point spread. It's a computer, right? Yeah. Everything's computer. We talk about it with DFS and computer, uh, you know, projections and algorithms, etc. There's no, you know, like odds makers aren't. It's not some fat guy with a fedora and a cigar anymore. It's a supercomputer. Yeah, it's a lot a, of memory. Yes, it's it's there's computer and data and algorithms, etc. And, and as as we all know, but when it comes to an NFL draft, there is no data and algorithm, no. and things don't. And go I'm sure to the they plan. do have their own little system, but they are setting these numbers, Cam, on basically what Mel Kiper is saying. Yep. What what ESPN and what CBS and what SI and what the mainstream Walter Football, what the mainstream sort of football websites are reporting because i see i mean sam darnold like the odds are fluctuating basically on media reports like like two weeks ago cam it was pretty much all the mainstream guys were saying that the browns are taking sam darnold for sure yeah and then suddenly sam darnold was like minus 300 to be the the first overall pick now we're getting a little bit of josh allen push a little bit and suddenly Josh Allen's plus 162. Now, once again, I'm an idiot because I told people to take Josh Allen at plus 300 two weeks ago. Oh, could have got some real line value and been in a head situation. Well, could have, should have, would have, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm waiting for a lot of uh, a lot of uh, monies right monies. now. So I don't have monies. The, I don't have the budget for futures. So Everyone really, needs monies. It's really, really starting to uh, catch up to me. <laughs> Where are the monies? Monies. So, uh, yeah, I said Josh Allen at plus 300 two weeks ago. But even now, I think that Saquon Barkley at plus 900 is worth a stab as well. Speaking of money, he's feeling stabby. Stabby. Um, Saquon Barkley plus 900 to be the first overall pick. Listen, it's the Cleveland Browns, so you're never really sure what they're going to do. Number two, they did just trade for Tyrod Taylor. They have a quarterback right now. Number three, Hugh Jackson doesn't like young quarterbacks. Well, you saw what they did to Kaiser. They 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 added years to his life, but oh, in a football terms, that was, that was uh, what they did was almost p- paramount of basically abusive. like abuse. Yes, yeah, abusive. it was abusive, and he was between the twenties. You know what I mean? The guy's making plays, and then we got to the red zone. Pick uh, pick six, fumble in the end zone. Like he's 20, I've never he's seen like a guy years old. Yeah, like, yeah, no, he, was, they, he was not ready to be the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. They threw him out there to die. He no. did, and now he's going to have to get over it. Yeah, but now Deshaun Kaiser actually got salvaged and into the best Green, Green Bay. Oh, that's the best yeah, possible yeah. situation. Now, all, all the bad, all the bad things he learned in Cleveland, AR will just brush away. Yeah, now yeah. he can take a couple of years to develop, and yep. it's pretty clear. Like, no, Deshaun Kaiser is a talent. Big time. They actually did a good job in drafting him. They did a stupid thing in playing him. Yes, I mean the Cleveland Browns signed Brock Osweiler last year in the offseason specifically for this. 
to be the cross guy, test dummy. Yeah, as the when yeah. the young guy gets ready, yeah. Osweiler hold down Osweiler the board, get killed. Yeah, <laughs> and then you throw to Sean Kaiser out there in week ten or something like that, and you take baby steps. But instead, no, no, we're going to cut Osweiler. We're going to make uh, Deshaun Kaiser the starter on day one. So you don't know what the Cleveland Browns are really going to do, but they do have, to me. To me, Saquon Barkley is the more slam dunk, can't miss than any of these quarterbacks are, Cam. Yes. Because who's going to be a star? Like, do you know, is Sam Darnold going to be a star? No. In my own personal opinion, I don't think he is. I think the upside of Sam Darnold is that he's maybe a Carson Palmer type. I think he's going to throw a lot of interceptions in the NFL. I don't think he's all that mobile. I wonder about his mental toughness. I'm not a huge Sam Darnold fan. Josh Allen. Could be very good. He Could reminds be. me of Philip Rivers. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's a raw, raw guy. He's big Christian, and you know, you know, go team. You know, he's the quarterback clapping on the sidelines and stuff like that. You know, he, he's got a contagious personality, but you know, he's got a fifty-six percent completion rate playing in the Mountain West. And Rosen's too smart. Well, yeah, he has a he has interest outside of football. Well, let's just call it out for what it is. He's too Jewish. Yeah, he's too. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. You're right, though. That, that's how you should have said at the Combine. You're too Jewish, bro. Yeah. Come on. Like, you know when they say, like, um, you know, like on Monday Night Football, like when they say the, the, their name and what school yeah. they went to? Yeah. You know, Jabril Peppers, University yeah. of Michigan. Josh Rosen is going to say, Josh Rosen, Jewish. <laughs> Jewish <laughs> University. B'nai B'nai Temple. Yeah, and I don't, you know, listen. Yes. I'm being sarcastic now. Know, before it's, anyone it's, takes to No, it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. We're just joking around. Yeah, I'm stating, yeah, that people, I mean, like Tony Kornheiser stated. Racist. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? A lot of a lot of Jewish people think I am Jewish. And I was in a press box once uh, at a bunch of truck Canadians game uh, with a bunch of media people in, like, the dining room before the game. I'm sitting there, and one guy starts sitting there and starts getting into it. Starts talking about how... He wishes he was Jewish, and he'd do better in the media industry if he was Jewish. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice, nice rant at the spread table. Yeah, so we're all, I'm sitting there and I'm eating, and there's like four, six of us at the table, and still we're eating. And there's a couple of Jewish guys. This guy's Italian. Yeah. He's saying this, all right? He's Italian. He's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a wop, and I can't get a deal here, and he's going off, and I can't do this, and like, he's like, if I was Jewish, I wouldn't have these problems. <laughs> So we sitting there, and we're eating. I don't say a word. I'm yeah. thinking, dude, what, what the, the hell are you talking about, you, bro? What are you eating? You're sitting in a press box saying yeah. you wish you were Jewish. Jewish. You're like, what are you like? What are you doing? So I'm sitting there, I'm eating, and finally, uh, finally, one of the Jewish guys at the table. I think it was uh, what was his name? I think it was Barry Garber. Barry Garber. Uh, yeah, nice. Good handle. Yeah, very Jewish. Sound. I, I Barry, like Barry, 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 Barry Garber. I think it was Barry Garber. Somebody at the table <laughs> said, all right, I've had enough, enough of this. this crap. And he's all like, uh, he goes, I'm Jewish. I got to wake up at 530 in the morning to do stupid sports updates. Yeah, I really have it freaking yeah. great, don't I? So he starts like throwing it back. And then the best part was, Cam, he looks at me and he goes, uh, Gabriel, he goes, what do you have to say as, uh, as a Jew? Aren't you upset about this? <laughs> As a Jew. Yeah, he goes, as a Jew, aren't you upset by what he's saying? I looked up. I said, Barry, I've learned to tolerate other people's uh, <laughs> dumb opinions. I'm eating my soup. I played it all cool. I didn't say, oh, I'm not Jewish, yeah. Barry. Like, So I just played it up. It was funny. He's like, aren't you offended by this? I was like, well, I don't let people's, uh, I don't let people's 
<laughs> unguided, unguided uh, thoughts, you know. The best is how they just assume you're Jewish. Oh, yeah. No, Italians always think I'm Italian. Greeks yeah, think I'm is. Greek. Jews think I'm Jewish. Like it's just uh, I can fit anywhere. I can blend in. Blend in. That's why, like, I could go on vacation in the Middle East. Like you couldn't. Oh God, no. Like you'd last like two minutes at the the airport. Hey, hey everybody! <laughs> you see a guy with a red face and blonde eyebrows. Like you're right. Like it's target practice for me. Like they're looking at this at me going. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't, I, I, what's the over under survival? Very very slim. Like if I had a bit of a tan, I could blend in a bit. You a know? little bit, yeah. I could I yeah. could blend in. Well, you know? I, I'd say in those countries you're going to live longer. Yeah, you 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 bring up good points there. I'm dead. The Costa Rica, I didn't really stick out all that much. But what made me stick out was. I'm wearing a Michigan Wolverines yeah. football jersey. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's true. If I was wearing a soccer jersey and stuff, you'd yeah, blend yeah, yeah, in yeah. more. But even if I put a soccer jersey on, I'm not blending in. So Saquon Barkley. I like it nine to one. Yeah. Nine to one offers a lot of take back. Yeah. So Josh, listen, Josh Rosen. As you stated, Josh Rosen keeps falling in the draft right now 16 because to one. He's too opinionated. He's he's got he's got other interests other than football. Other interests, other than football. Another thing, his parents are rich. So since his parents are rich, they uh, they're concerned whether he's got a hungry drive. enough. Oh yeah, is he hungry enough? The hell does that mean? I like what he you know like we talked about it too. I don't know. Did you did you ever hear that about uh, Peyton Manning coming into the NFL? Great point. He's his family's loaded. His family's rich. Yeah. What your brother goes to Ole Miss? That's a nice school. You go to Tennessee. Lots of money. Archie's bankroll. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's yep. father was a quarterback in the NFL. He was a backup, yep. actually, uh, Manning. That's correct. To Archie Manning. Uh, Oliver Luck. Oliver Luck was in the NFL. Oliver Luck, dude, is the athletic director of West Virginia University right now. Yep. He's been the athletic director before of, like, Stanford. Cha-ching, or cha-ching. Yeah, ADs, man. These guys make uh, making like a million a year, yep. like a million and a half a year. Like, Andrew Luck didn't go up broke. Like, we go down the list. I brought it yeah. up last week, like, there's like six or seven quarterbacks in the NFL from Katy, Texas, or at least the area, and they played high school football at Katy, Texas, yeah. where Roger Clemens is yep. from, right? Drew Brees, Nick Foles. Uh, Didn't they do the original Friday Night Lights on uh, Katy, Texas? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Stafford's from Dallas, but I, I don't know if he played in Dallas high school. I think he might have played there. So, anyways, I've been to Katy, Texas, bro. It's as upscale as it gets. It's like pristine lawns and baseball diamonds and football fields and stuff. Like, it's Money. it's upper, upper, upper class. You know, like, the, the, the thought that somehow Josh Rosen is going to be a competitor. And like what Rosen said, too. He's like, my parents aren't even. He goes, we're not as rich as people think. He goes, I just don't have to work at McDonald's. Yeah. Like, I, you know, the, I don't know. I think it's more that they're worried he's an individual more than anything. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're an individual. Like, you know what I mean? You can have individual thoughts as a leader. i got to be honest with you. I, I look at it the other way. I'd rather have a guy who's smart. I'd rather have a guy that's a little bit different. I'd rather, you know what? He'll now, still the be one guys thing, with the team. The one thing still I, be friends. The one thing I will say about Rosen is he doesn't get along with people that great. Well, that's a problem then. If you're if, if you're not going to get along with people as well, a quarterback, you got to bring people together. Because, you know, like they basically they want to know what you were like, right? So they... They speak to everyone around. And basically, he's an asshole. He thinks he's yeah. smarter than everyone. Yeah. So, he's a, so he's a smart ass, not just smart. Yeah, but he's got a great arm. He does. Right? And the games, I like the games that he come, came back in, too. The Texas A&M game. Yeah, like he, he's but a Cam, battler. Ben Roethlisberger is the biggest dick in the world. 
Like, he's a jerk. Like, Ben Roethlisberger yep. sat at an NFL Hall of Fame thing once, and um, it was, like, just quarterbacks at the table. It was, like, Joe Montana was there. Steve Young was there. Jim Kelly. So it was all these, like, elite quarterbacks Legends. with current guys. And it was, like, a luncheon type thing, all right? And the whole time, like, Russell Wilson's, like, asking him questions. Man, yeah. what about this Super Bowl and your comeback? And tell me about the drive. And, like... Everyone's eating everything up, and they said <laughs> Roethlisberger just stared at his phone the oh, whole time. Oh, like, really? Eh? Didn't talk no, to anyone. No yeah. questions. <laughs> then, no, like, didn't care. Like, just didn't participate in a conversation. Like, kind of, I'm here because, yeah. you know, I have, I to, have be to be here. I have to be here. Yeah, I have to be here as part of the NFL PA or whatever. Like, and they just basically stated. They were like, man, like, all, I guess when he left, a couple of the other quarterbacks said, right. man, he's just a miserable What's with this guy. They just said he's a miserable guy, isn't he? And they and they said, yeah, he's just an asshole. Like he's just he's just like the typical jock, doesn't give a shit about anybody else, right? He yeah. does. Like if you remember in the earlier years, his teammates didn't like him. Correct. Like even though he, he was good, it was only you know it's about three years ago he went way out of his way, way and he he oversells it like a big phony. My teammates and like this yeah. and my, you know what I mean? He's really, really wee, wee, wee now. I think it's a little too little too late. I think they sort of, all you need to know about Ben Roethlisberger is somehow, Cam, and we never got to the bottom of this, is what was he doing in the hallway, specifically after Stormy Daniels left Donald Trump's hotel room? Yeah, out of all the figures, Big Ben was there. Like if you, no one ever talks about this, but if you actually yeah. know what happened, she left the room, and then she claims that Ben Roethlisberger escorted her back to her room. So why is Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> escorting Stormy Daniels back to her room after Donald Trump just did it? I don't, I don't like, I don't get it's, this. It's a great question. Like, like no one has really dug down yeah. deep enough in this one. Like, not no one, no one in the sports world ever asked Ben Roethlisberger. Why were you at Stormy Daniels? Cardano, if you're listening right now, you should just send me to Pittsburgh for this. Yeah, investigative reports. D -d 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 -d. Yeah, send me to Pittsburgh and imagine, like, <laughs> first day of training camp. Hi, everybody. Everyone talking football questions. How's the knee? <laughs> yeah. How's the knee? How many more years are you going to play? Left. What were you doing outside of Donald Trump's hotel room the night that Stormy Daniels did the dirty with him? Why were you there? Like, were you eavesdropping? Did you do her yeah, after? That's, that's kind of what I, yeah, that, that's kind of where you're leaning. I have to believe that. <laughs> Why was he there? To escort her back? Mm. Doesn't seem like a, a gentlemanly thing to do, mm, but It just seems know. strange. And of the sleaziest story of the of the last 10 years and that he's, Ben Roethlisberger's. In, he's in the mix. Somehow, <laughs> somehow Big Ben's there. It wouldn't be an orgy without Big Ben, Gabe. You know that Big Ben calls his dick Big Ben, too, huh? Does he really? No, he must. <laughs> I thought that was part of the story. No. He calls his dick Big Ben. What? No, but I'm saying he must. Like, yeah, yeah. If, he's, if he's hung like a, a horse, he's calling it Big Ben. Like, you know, when chicks say to him, hey, yeah. you're Big Ben. And he's saying, no, yeah, 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 no, yo, this, this no, is Big you're Ben. You're sleeping with Big Ben. Yeah, Big Ben. Big, yeah. Big, Big Ben's going to insert, yeah, he, he's going to come at you. Or it's Little Ben. <laughs> little Ben. <laughs> Get to know Little Ben. Speaking of which, Minnie Me died. Vern, I know uh, he little did. Little Vern. I know he did. Do you remember him on the reality show? Uh, where basically it took like a lot of D actors and stuff like that. And I got to tell you. 
the guy from the Brady Bunch was really nice. Vern Turret, like he used to drink himself in a stupor to sleep and stuff, and they'd have to like lift him up to his bed. It was an amazing show, man. Greg Brady, nice guy. Is he? Yeah. In real life, he's like, help Vern every night. Vern's drunk again. He'd like help him up, put him in bed. Greg Brady, you got to get over it. Greg Brady's like a teenage star, and it just it messed him for the rest of his life. He never got work, and he's yeah. a big drunk now. Seems like a nice guy. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Let's see Cam fishing around his bag. Busted out some ice. I gotta tell you something. I give give people a tip too. Freezing water and letting it thaw and just keeping it that is the it's the way to go, Marantzi. So refreshing. Water at room temperature just doesn't do it. It's got to be ice. A lot of people were concerned uh, about your uh, various medical situations after uh, describing uh, things last week. It's funny you mentioned that, Marenzi. I'll give the listeners an update. How's the tumor doing? Uh, not well, but um, it's funny. I'm going actually after a, her- a couple people did listen to the program. And by the way, let me tell you the story. So I'm just driving to work today, Marenzi. I had to stop off at Metro to pick up bananas and a couple things. And this guy in a Lamborghini pulls up to me. <laughs> I'm in my mom's Toyota Corolla. You know, I rolled down the window. Guy's like, hey, Cam, where's Bra- where's Marenzi? How are you guys doing? And I'm just seeing this guy. He's like, guy gets out of a Lamborghini. I'm in a Corolla. And he's like, yeah, keep up the great work, guys. And I'm thinking, it's just the first guy who sees us, he's in like his car's worth like $100,000. But anyway, he's a fan of yours. He wanted to say hi. And I got another listener at the Fantasy Sports Network. But what I was trying to say about the doctor, Gabe, I'm actually going to see. I have a checkup tomorrow. We're going to take care of uh, the lump in the stomach. We're going to get a, a, a second opinion. Uh, the thing popping out the side of my foot, I found out what it means. It's one of those uh, crazy things. Uh, it, it can actually really affect the rest of your toes, can, like, flip over on your uh, on your toe to make it even worse. So I got to take, like, apparently there's, like, an elastic band that you put around your big toe and back of your foot to put my toe back into place. Do you understand? Like, it's basically wow, yeah, been yeah. moved. So I need to kind of, like, an injury, I got to pop it back in. And, uh, yeah, and I go see. So wish me luck at the doctor tomorrow. There's a lot of things to uh, go over on the list. <laughs> You're right. But fun show. The Florial put together like the best of. We had some classic material that day. Lots of fun. Hey, you might be out for a couple of days after they pop that thing. Yeah, they, uh, what, what the, the purple thing? Yeah, I yeah. know. You still wouldn't touch it, eh? Like you, I'm not going to touch I, it. I, I, no, you, no. Still, you still got to be afraid of it. That's no, no, that, it's yeah. just, no, don't take it personal, but yeah, I, understand. I generally don't touch other grown men's bellies. I, I understand. I was just going to say. Unless, feels, unless yeah. you're like a Buddha or something like that. I oh, can that, rub it for luck. Yeah, no, you can't rub, you can't rub it for luck. I'm not getting any luck. I'm rubbing your belly. <laughs> 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 good, point. good point. Yeah, like you know what I mean? No, there's no luck. Like here. it was like a Buddha, like one yeah. of those Buddha sort of, you yeah. know, Buddha bellies. If it wasn't a golf ball in my stomach and it was just gold and nice and per, yeah, you could just rub it. And, it's like uh, the name of the Chinese restaurant in the neighborhood here, Bamboo Buddha. Yep, Golden Buddha. Yep, Buddhas are good luck, very good luck, but not for us. It seems like. Well, I don't know. We're not Buddhists. 
I don't know. I used to rub a Buddha statue. It never brought me any luck. My brother used to have one when we were younger. Like it was kind of like a, a Buddha with a big like belly thing. And yeah, you rub it, and there's no luck. Yeah, but he knew the Buddha knew that you were just rubbing them for luck. You were using them. That's a good point. I'm not a Buddhist. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, yeah. Remember, remember what uh, the guy told me. He goes, if you're having a real bad luck at gambling, yeah, I have to have sex with somebody not your race. So if you're white, you can't sleep with a white chick. It's got to be anybody else in the world. Darker, the better. That's what the guy told me. And uh, for gingers like me, yeah, you just take a tour around the world, I guess. Like, I don't know where you go. But I'm telling you, Marenzi, if things get really, really cold, maybe that's that's something you got to do. Apparently, well, it's, it's, it's a, the best It's like the slap buster. Yeah, with Mark Grace. Yeah, yeah he, well, yeah, he was he 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 liked bigger women. I told you the story before. The milkman guy told me. I know he's, he works with an Asian guy. <laughs> Who you still? The guy used to bring the milk to yeah, studio. The, yeah, the milk, yeah, milkman. He's, he's really a milkman delivery guy, but like not like door to door, like overnight in the milk truck. Yeah. Like, like he's big, he's a serve the like, big yeah. freezer and all of the cases. Crates, he, yeah, crates. He drops them off in the yeah. stores and stuff like yeah. that. So he used to drop off a free crate of milk for me uh, once a week. Chocolate milk, cream, whatever nice. I needed. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Whipped cream. Love it. Love whipped cream. Yeah, these milk companies make a lot of products. Damn right they do. Yeah, people just they, think of milk. No, they do cheese. Chocolate Cottage milk. cheese. Yeah. Other sauces, exactly. Yeah, yeah we didn't get the, we didn't, couldn't get into the actual the Ooh, foods. If you would have got into the food part of it, man, that could have been lucrative. Well, you know what he did give me, though? He used to give me cases of uh, the shakes. Oh, the crispy crunch shakes and so the like, O'Henry shakes. Yeah, they were like chocolate milk shakes and stuff. Oh, the milkshake delicious. chocolate milks. <laughs> Those are good. Yeah, they're like three bucks a pop in a store. I get like 12 free of them. But, uh, yeah, so he's a big degenerate gambler. He's an Italian guy. And uh, his worker is an Asian dude from, like, the Philippines. They got superstitions. Yeah, and he was saying, exactly. He was saying anytime he's on a bad losing streak gambling, he goes for a happy ending massage. Oh, yeah. And uh, it uh, breaks, the, breaks the slump. Yeah. Loosens, loosens tension. Clears the mind. It, change, it changes the luck. I got Marenzi. I got. It, some, it, it mixes things. I got up. something for you tonight, though, because remember you were talking about Mark Grace. Oh, Mark Grace, Grace Lumbuster. Yeah, he used to. I think you said he, he used to go for um, women of girth. Like he liked a he liked a bigger woman. Well, it wasn't so much that he liked the. Uh, wasn't so much woman. that he liked the bigger woman. It that was, was just part of the drill. Yeah, it was basically. I want to get the. Uh, the real definitions: go big or go home. <laughs> All right. So the exact quote. So basically, if the team is in on a prolonged losing yep. streak, it's called a slump buster. Mark Gray says a slump buster is when you have to take one for the team. Find the biggest, nastiest, fattest broad, and you put the wood to her, and uh, you or your team and your team will come out of the slump. It's also known as jumping on a grenade for the team. Jumping on a grenade <laughs> for the team. <laughs> hey, man, if Mark Gray says it works, I got to believe it. I've talked to a lot of ga- – and, Gabe, you know these same gamblers. Like, a lot of these guys and their superstitions, they live – like, they're tried and true. Like, it's actually – there's documented reports that say these things, good luck happened after you did this stuff. Yeah, I don't even have enough money uh, to go to a massage parlor right now. That's a good right point. There. Yeah, you can't even get uh, – like, <laughs> like you got to get a regular massage. It's until a happy uh, ending's going to cost a little too nah, much. I can't even afford that. Can you pay in Bitcoin? Dude, I think uh, I think a regular massage is probably more expensive than a happy ending massage. Eh, yeah, it's a, it's a package deal. But do they accept Bitcoin? As I said, like, can you cryptocurrencies? I, no, I would assume not. <laughs> Cash. 
I would assume not. Yeah. I would assume not. <laughs> no, Jang Ling Zing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Bid up. Uh, cash. Cash only. Cash. Cash only. You yeah. pay now. You pay now. Cash only. As long as we're talking about death, and we have such a fun theme to the show today, let me ask you, Cam. This yes. is interesting. I like uh, when you. I like when we do uh, trivia on the air. Which um, which animal which animal kills the most people in a year, the like an on animal. a yearly basis? So yeah, you know, different animals: bear attacks, snakes. Can I say re- shark? Do, shark do, re- do reptiles count as like, animals? You, you can count fish as well, like sharks. Like we're not going to. Well, it's a mammal. Like you know, whale of, sharks. I bet a lot of piranhas kill people too. But I'm going to go with snake. I'm going to say snake kills the most people uh, globally. I actually should note, in the United States of America. Oh, in the United States. Yeah, not global, because that, that actually changes things. Yeah, right? worldwide, I think a snake would be yeah. a good bet. Because, you know, in Africa and stuff, you know oh, what yeah. kills a lot of people? Uh, hippos. Really? Oh, yeah, they're pissed. Hippos, you don't want to piss off a hippo. Man. They just stomp you and Dude, just come at like you. 3, yeah, pounds, yeah and, and, and they can motor, too, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, so United States only. United States only? What kills the most? Yeah. I'm going to say dogs. No, number one is actually shocking. Is it a fish? Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Oh, yeah, because with the crazy blood and stuff like yeah. that. See, that's almost a trick question because <laughs> I know. you get the West Nile virus from the mosquito and then you could die. Like, that's the thing. Like, the mosquito bites you. And, yeah, there's a lot of people with bad blood out there. Mosquitoes, man. That's craziness. Very interesting. But, all right, so get what, which animal in the United States kills the most people? Animal attacks. Animal. I actually like the answer. I think it's pretty fitting and kind of justified. Really? Scorpions? No. Cows. Cows with methane gas. No. Stomping on people? Yes. What? <laughs> Methane gas is very lethal, though. And they emit it, don't do they not? They're farts. Sharks and venomous snakes kill, on average, in America, one person per year. Wow. Only one person on average In the United States, you're telling me one person dies from a snake bite? It's not that often you see on the news, a shark attack. No, I would say snakes a lot. Their leg gets bit. I would say snakes more, though, with rattlers out there. There's a lot of venomous snakes in the Southwest. I'm surprised that number's low to me. That's all I'm saying. You would have thought about 20. I would have thought about 20 Number one, cow. Cow. Yeah, and what does it say about it? They kick you. And uh, they trample you. If you fall down in front of them or something and they step on top of you, it's happened 20 times a year. Wow. Really? It's just sort of, think about it, though. You're a farmer. You're a dude. You're around these cows all the time. Bad bad shit happens. You fell in the mud sometime and a bunch of cows just stepped or came over. Dude, all it would take is like he'd split you open. Of course he would. He'd step on you. And another thing is, what, what do a lot of kids in these small towns do? They play tip the cow. And maybe the cow tips them. You know what I mean? He comes back at them. That's the, that's the game that they take where they try to, like, push the cow over. If he's having none of it, they're dead. So mosquitoes are in the world, actually. Cows oh. are in the United States. Really? An average of 20 people die. And cow-related injuries. cow-related injuries. That's shocking. 20 people. Yeah, I would have thought more snakes. That's it. This but is, if these you are good it, things to know. It up, it's not that much. So it's like 12. So it's nearly like two a month. So every yeah. couple of weeks, but, somebody is getting effed up by a cow, cow somehow. <laughs> Cow falls on, on you, you, kicks you, 
they do emit very dangerous gas. It's a proven fact. Well, bees are the number one, number two killer yeah, in the world. No, see, these are this is making sense now with people without their shots, right? People allergic to bees. If you get stung, you're not if you're not near a hospital or, or some solution. Anaphylactic yeah, shock. Yeah. You go into anaphylactic shock. Anaphylactic shock after mosquitoes, the second yeah. cause of death around the world, as far as like insects, animals, etc. It's well, crazy. Kangaroos are the number one oh, can- cause of death in Australia. Yeah, yeah, kangaroos. People think they want to box them and stuff. No, That's a big mistake. Due to car accidents. Oh, they just get in front of your car and then you die in the car accident. People like hitting kangaroos and dodging kangaroos on the road and stuff. Sort of like in Canada with, with moose. moose. Oh yeah, they're mean. If you step in front of a moose, your your, Dude, your the car's ba- total. Bassist of my band actually was in a coma for like three weeks. He hit a moose. Can't make that up. No, you can't make that up. No, it's true. Yeah, if you hit a moose, you know what's crazy. You're gonna die before it. Our does. first bass player, our first bass player died of a heroin overdose at like 16, 17 years old. And then the guy we replaced him with hit a moose and was in a coma. And he didn't play anymore after. Like he could, Is he still alive now? Yeah, yeah, yep. he, he, he made it and stuff. How does your current basis feel about these stories? And it's funny, too, because um, at the time he said, oh, I can't play anymore. We're not playing. We thought he was soft. We're like, dude, you made it through the coma. Like, you're like, you're all right now. You're not going to play. So we thought it was because, uh, you know, he didn't want to be in a band anymore. He just didn't want to tour and be on the road anymore. And, uh, no, he joined another band after. So he just didn't want to be with us. Oh, because he thought, oh, wow. Well, our first bass player died, and then he was in a coma. Yeah, he thinks you guys are a dark cloud. So needless to say, it wasn't the easiest to get our third bass player. That's what I was saying. Does he know the stories of the other two? Oh, uh, yeah, our guy does now, yeah. Wow. The, the current dude does. Um yeah, yeah, our first, so yeah, it was like Spinal Tap and a drummer almost or something. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, and then when the third guy we got was actually pretty crazy. Wouldn't surprise me if he's dead now, too, to be honest. <laughs> he was pretty He was pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah, bumblebees will take you out. Yeah, sure, damn right they will. They're mean. You get a bite, you're in big trouble. Well, you're talking about snakes, you're right, dude. I told you. Wow. In Myanmar? Yep. Burma. 320 people a year die of snake bites. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, there's no, there's no, that's the thing. You're there. I'm not going. You can't get a, no, you can't get a, a something to heal you. Once you, once you get poison in you, there's no, there, what are you going to do? Go to the hut, to the hospital? No, he doesn't have the serum. It's not happening. <laughs> and You're of, dead. And of course, the number one danger in the world, care to humans? What? Other humans. Other humans, yes, yes. Nobody kills humans as like, much as other humans. Humans. Exactly. Yeah, snakes. I, I I really thought I'm actually the United States numbers with snakes like is if you shocking. Think about to it, me. Yeah, yeah. Like I would have thought at least average, I would have said yeah. twenty to thirty, easy. Like definitely with people get, getting bit in the wilderness and yeah, not but being near people dying and stuff. So nah, but you know people get bit. They take. They take an antidote uh, yeah. immediately. You got to be closest to the antidote, though. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's the thing. That changes everything. Sharks. What about them? Way overrated. What's it say about sharks? Humans, humans kill more sharks than the other way around, actually. Yeah, it makes, yeah. I would believe that. Annually in the year around the world, on average, 10 people die. From sharks? Yeah. 
I thought I would I would think a few more than that. Pretty pretty good percentage. It seems under. Pretty good percentage. You're talking no, about five, 5 billion people. Exactly. And only only 10, 10 are dying of sharks? Yeah. That's actually shocking. Like surprising. when you compare the amount of fear that people have about sharks compared to the reality about sharks. You'll never get bitten by a shark if you just don't go out very deep. That's the thing. Like if you stay really close to the to the shore and the land, like you have to go out probably yeah, a once, little bit more. Once in a while in Florida. Like it'll they'll, come, they'll, they'll come, come, yeah, but not really though. But the thing is the ones that come close they're not like Jaws and stuff. Like not every shark is like a ravenous murdering machine. No. There's a big misconception. They're sort of minding their own business, right? Like, they like it because the water's warm, so they get closer. The, yeah. And there's a bunch of fish there, yeah. little fish. Yeah, so they're, they're just chowing down. They're not like Jaws, like, oh, look, there's a hot chick in a bikini. I'm going to go kill her. <laughs> like, Listen, man, the meanest fish, and it's not a shark, piranhas are the meanest fish. They don't have, like, they're not like sharks well, that might get you or whatever. They're angry no, little That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. your leg is in the water. If you're in a swamp with piranhas... Enjoy a big chunk out of your leg taking out. He might like like the shark might bite your whole leg off. No, what a prana will do? Just take half of it off and make it worse. And then yeah, the blood's there. Bleed out. Oh yeah. They're f- and know what they are? Fast. <laughs> They're fast, man. They're really quick. Like they are sharp and like fast and they got jagged. Basically their teeth are ra- little ra- little triangles. Razor blades. Be great to uh, have like a little tank full of piranhas here. Yeah. Throw some <laughs> things in it and watch what they do to stuff. Oh yeah. It could do some real damage. Knowing my luck, I trip and like ah, uh, yeah, my, I, I I trip on the carpet. I fall. My hand gets in the tank, and he takes a big nugget out of my hand. That's something Sonny Vega would do. <laughs> That's something Sonny Vega would do. What trip and fall in the shir- yeah, in yeah, the piranha yeah, tank? Yeah, he would fall into my piranha <laughs> tank. Sorry. This is getting worse. Confirmed. Oh my God! It's no joke, man. Nope. Well, nine people confirmed dead. We promise five o'clock we'll start talking football. It's yeah, we will. Here, uh, breaking: nine people are dead in downtown Toronto. Sixteen more injured as a result of a van striking pedestrians at Young and Finch. That's just that's a report right now. 16 people are injured on top of the nine dead. That's just that it could get worse. It's unbelievable, man. That sucks. I took out a whole block of people. Like, no reason. Sucks for the families, man. The boyfriends, the girlfriends. Exactly. And everything. It's one of the comforts of uh, working for Melrose Place Studios. Yeah. Safer here. I'm pale, but I'm safe. It's true. Very pale. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions. Level two. Monday edition Game Time Decisions Radio. Red Heat and Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci. Sit alongside the Ranger Red Camp Store. Tony Sincata will join us at six o'clock. We'll talk best bets of the night. DFS. 
We'll jump into the games in the next uh, segment. Tonight's games, uh, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. LeBron James last night, the Cleveland Cavaliers survived, aided and abetted by the National Basketball Association. And yeah, how about the how about the Raptors too? This this refing, like I gotta tell you something. We've been watching basketball for a long time. They don't understand no calls. Like when two guys are doing something at the same time, it's just let let them play. No, it's always a call and a bad call. I'm telling you, Gabe, the refereeing in both of those games was pathetic. The NBA pathetic. is more manipulated than Monday oh, Night yeah. Raw, definitely. But uh, feels that way. Let's bring in a, a league that um, the league that has integrity, <laughs> a league that cares about its players, <laughs> a league that cares about its employees. Yes. A league that cares about its cheerleaders so much that they pay them $50 a game, all right? Woo! The National Football League, America's League. Let's bring in Joe Lisi, who's actually more of a college guy. Uh, but that's why we're talking to Joe, because he knows all these players uh, that everyone's talking about recently. We're going for the two. Joe Lisi steps up and in. How you doing, Joe? Uh, doing well, Gabe. Love talking college and pro football with you and Big Red. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Great to have you on board here. Good, uh, Joe. We'll have to start talking college of football soon. Yep. I see. So you're already working on your uh, your preview already. It's a lot of work, right? Three, you know, there's a million teams you got to break down. So have you already started uh, breaking down your 2018 college of football uh, preview? Yeah, I'm, I'm deep in statistics, Gabe. The preview will be out no later than May 7th. So I cover every Power 5 team, all the week one games. Uh, as we know, the Vegas lines and win totals will be posted. They already started them out in the South Point. They'll be posted next week. So uh, preview should be out just in time for that. All right, so let's jump into some National Football League draft props uh, right now. Me and Cam were talking about the number one first overall pick. The sportsbooks have some. Sam Darnold, minus 225. Josh Allen, plus 162. Saquon Barkley, plus 900. Josh Rosen, 18 to 1. Now, when betting on the draft, it's sort of like when we did the, 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 the TV show a couple of weeks ago. You know, there's a difference between when you bet this, you're not betting what you think they should do. You're betting on what you think they're going to do, which is a different thing. And I'm looking, me personally, what I would do, I think Saquon Barkley's the best player on the board in this draft. If I was Cleveland, I'd keep it simple and just draft Saquon Barkley. You could take a quarterback with the fourth pick if you wanted, if you don't trade it. You could take a quarterback later in the draft. I would just draft Saquon Barkley. He's 9-1 to one right now. That'd be the first overall pick. If you were the GM, who do you think is the best player on the board, and what's your take on Saquon Barkley, and how good is he? They're saying that he's the best running back prospect to come in the league in the last 20 years. That uh, you know, Various scouts and GMs say... They haven't seen anything like him before besides maybe Barry Sanders. Pretty high freaking praise for Saquon Barkley. So with all that praise, I don't understand why he wouldn't just go first overall then. Yeah, that's a great point, Gabe. I mean, you can't argue what Saquon Barkley did in uh, Happy Valley for Penn State, over 1,200 rushing yards. He also caught the ball out of the backfield, 54 total receptions, over 600 yards, and three receiving touchdowns. He can return kicks. He's a great 
pass catcher out of the backfield and a pass blocker. If I was Cleveland, I would take Saquon Barkley number one because I'm just not sold on the quarterbacks in this class being elite, meaning you're not going to take Lamar Jackson number one. I would if I was Cleveland, but they're not going to do that. So from the Vegas angle, I wouldn't take Darnold or Rosen or Baker Mayfield in that position. I certainly wouldn't take Josh Allen. So if you're the Cleveland Browns and from the betting angle, I would take Saquon Barkley number one. And Joe, then you you just mentioned, and we're looking at the props here. Lamar Jackson's total in draft position right now, 17 and a half, 63 cents to the over, 20 cents to the under. If you've got to believe he's that high, uh, do you think he's going to be drafted uh, before number 17? Because you know a lot of dominoes can fall once uh, if a quarterback doesn't go. Yeah, I mean, I would take Lamar Jackson, Cam, in terms of his upside ability. I think he's the most intriguing prospect from the quarterback position in this draft from an athleticism standpoint. I think he rivals Saquon Barkley. Now, Saquon Barkley from the running back position, he has all the measurables, 40-inch vertical jump, 4-4-40. But we see Lamar Jackson and what he was able to do and his ability to put pressure on opposing defenses on the perimeter when you have to account for every player uh, from a defensive perspective, including the quarterback and his big play ability on the outside, I definitely see Lamar Jackson going in the top 17. I hope he goes to uh, Miami Dolphins at number 12. I would love to have him as a new quarterback for the Dolphins. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I like Lamar Jackson. And initially, when I look at that prop, I'm like, man, he's going to go before that. But I'm not so sure that he is. You know, the fact is, we know that the top three quarterbacks, whatever order they end up going in, is going to end up, well, I should say, Baker Mayfield could go ahead of Rosen. But we know that Baker Mayfield, Allen, Rosen, and uh, and Darnold are going to be drafted. There's there's no disputing that in, in, you know, top. But then after that, guys, like what teams are taking quarterbacks? You know, like once we start to drop down here, like you get to the seventh overall pick, Tampa's not taking a quarterback. They have Jameis Winston. Mitch Trubisky at eight with the Chicago Bears. They're not taking a quarterback. San Francisco 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo. They're not taking a quarterback at nine. Ten, Derek Carr with the Raiders. They're not taking a quarterback. Then you get to maybe Miami at 11. Maybe Buffalo at 12. Washington have Alex Smith. They're not taking a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, 14, Green Bay, no. Arizona, yes. Arizona, maybe. Baltimore and the Chargers, no. So when you're betting Lamar Jackson, yeah. you're basically hoping that, you know, either Arizona now. I saw – I'm hearing that, uh, Joe, what, we'll get to Baker Mayfield here. His his prop is over under six and a half. I don't like Baker Mayfield. I got nothing against the kid. I'm not trying to trash the kid or anything. But I'm just saying that I wouldn't make him my franchise quarterback. But I'm hearing that uh, Miami do like him and that Arizona like him a lot. What do you make of Baker Mayfield, Joe? I think the one thing about Baker Mayfield, Gabe, is that from a completion percentage, he translates to the NFL. You look at Deshaun Watson last year, three straight years with 67% completion percentage. His style is like Drew Brees, but we talked about this before. He is not the same quarterback coming out of Purdue that Drew Brees was the last decade. So he's a raw prospect. But when you look at his game, what translates to the next level is his ability to locate receivers. He's not, in my opinion, uh, a quarterback that's going to step in in year number one and start right away. So I would I would take under the six and a half uh, where he's listed. I think he falls in this draft. He could possibly fall to Arizona at 13. I don't think he'll be in the top six or seven picks of this upcoming NFL draft. 
So you mean over six and a half then? Yeah, because yeah. Oh yeah, 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 under, right. yeah under. Yeah, right. he's, he's yeah. going to be not the. Yeah, he's going to be seven or higher for yeah. sure. So yeah, look, if is he is he is he going to Cleveland first overall? No, no. The Giants aren't going to do Baker Mayfield. Nope. The Jets might. might. They might. The Jets really they could. They might. That would be such a Jet thing to do, actually. <laughs> if I was the Jets, I'd take Josh Rosen. Yeah. I would take yeah. Josh Rosen. Like I'd keep it simple and just take Josh Rosen if I was the Jets. All right, Joe. I wanted to I ask think you. I think the Jets too. are going to take Josh Rosen. I, I don't see Baker going to the Jets. I just I know they're talking him up, but I, I think I see the Jets taking Rosen over Mayfield. I don't know if I agree with that, but I, I think that's the route they're going to go. So there's a prop up on the board: total running backs uh, selected in the in the, in, the, in the first round, over under one, one and a half. half. Now it's minus two hundred to the over, plus one fifty to the under. It feels low at one and a half, but. We know, okay, Saquon Barkley is going to be a top-five pick, maybe the top pick. Depends, yep. you know, he's not getting out of there. After that, you've got Geis out of yes. LSU. I like Geis. And, and, you know, he might be a late first-round pick, and I don't really think so because the fact is there's so many damn good running backs that you could get in the second and third round and fourth round of this draft that are all pretty equal in talent. Like, to me, Geis is no better than Chubb or Sonny Michelle out of Georgia is. And you can get those guys in the second round. You can get Ronald Jones out of USC, who's, who's a stud back. And I think the GMs know this as well. I mean, there's too many good offensive linemen available in the first round of this draft. There's going to be six, five quarterbacks taken. There's going to be, like, six offensive linemen taken. There's, like, four linebackers taken. They're not going to run to the window to draft these running backs late in the first round when they're all going to be there, and they can take their shot. So I ask you, Joe, what do you think? Over under one and a half running backs in the first round, and then I want your take on these Georgia backs and the guys that no one's talking about as far as the running backs. But what do you think? Over under one and a half. Yeah, I would take the over. I think there's going to be at least two backs uh, taken. It'll definitely be Saquon Barkley. It's either going to be Darius Geis or Sony Michelle that creeps into the first round. So I would take over in that bet. But I'm in agreement with you. I think when you look at the running backs overall, it's like splitting hairs. I think the type of production that you can get out of a guy like Darius Geis or even Sony Michelle, who I have as the second-rating running back in this class, I think is not that far of a drop-off from Saquon Barkley. So I agree with it's just a matter of here's the wild card when you look at it. If somebody it's a cookie cutter type of mentality by these GMs. So they all have their idea of what each team is going to take. If a team trades up and then all of a sudden takes a run on a running back or a wide receiver or even a quarterback that they don't expect, it'll be panic mode for all these GMs. And then that's where you could roll the dice like Lamar Jackson in the first 17 picks. What if a team like Jacksonville trades up and takes them, you know, within the top 15 picks, then now people are running for the for the guys that they thought would fall into the second or third round. I like, uh, you like Johnson from Auburn, guys? I, I, he's a... That Carry guy, on Johnson? Yes, yes. He could be... A, 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 he's a very, very dangerous back. When you watch him, like, when he gets rolling, he really gets rolling. Where do you, where do you think uh, about him? I think he's kind of a, a good sleeper there, Joe. Yeah, I like on Johnson. He's a guy that does not go down on the first carry. He's a guy, Cam, that reminds me of a Le'Veon Bell because of his patience in finding running lanes. And when you look at Le'Veon Bell right now, one of the most dynamic, the most dynamic running back in the NFL, he has that big play capability. So I think you're talking about you know, Saquon Barkley, Darius Geis. on Johnson, from an SEC perspective, was one of the best backs in the SEC and dominated teams like Alabama and Georgia. So 
if he could do it on that level, there's no doubt that he could do it on the NFL level. Could also catch a football out of the backfield, and he weighs about 225 pounds. So he's another backup nobody seems to be talking about. But he is a first-round talent that will probably slip into the second round. I think yeah. at plus 150, it's worth uh, worth a shot uh, with the under. We'll, we'll lock in our best bets uh, for the draft later in the week. Wide receivers over under two and a half. Over is plus 110. Under is minus 150. And the wide receivers are interesting in this year's draft. There's not really one guy that people are, we've got to get this guy, we've got to get him in the top 10. And it's weird. Like, as far as Ridley is concerned, I don't know, man. I mean, Ridley could go. He could go anywhere from, like, 10th to 27th or in the second round. Like, you know, I, you hear different things. They love the kid more out of Maryland. They like uh, Cortland Sutton a lot, but Sutton seems to me like more of a late first round type of guy. And uh, and then, of course, you got Calvin Ridley, who the jury is sort of out on. What do you make of the wide receivers? Do you think there will be three of them in the first round? I don't think there will be. I'm going to say under here. Yeah, I would take under. I like Ridley. I don't. I agree with you on Cortland Sutton, but you know Dallas is a team that needs a wide receiver. And if they go in the mold of Des Bryant, Cortland Sutton's your guy. Outside of that, you're looking at a guy like Christian Kirk that I think could slip into the first round. Uh, James Washington is another guy. So you have four possible guys that could slip into the first round, depending upon which team takes them. But I'm in agreement with you. I don't think it's so clear cut, and because of the run on quarter. Backs. And when you look at some of the offensive yep. linemen and defensive ends in this draft, I would take under two and a half in that bet. There's none of these guys that are worthy of them jumping up in the first round. And exactly, dude, there's so many offensive linemen. There's some good D linemen. The, you know, DBs are the hot property now in the NFL. There's four or five of them that could go. Three, four of them could go in the first round. Uh, you know, these sort of skill position glamour spots i think teams yeah. are going to hold off into the second and third round and you can find some gems and sleepers like what the kid from memphis miller he's a little bit like he catches everything in his way like well, i'll watch every memphis game this year like that's a guy I'd take a chance on joe because he just everything everything in his direction he catches you can maybe get him in the late rounds for a value pick yeah, I love Anthony Miller. I mean, 95 total receptions for over 1,400 yards. He could play the slot. He could also play the outside, and he catches the football at its highest point, Cam. So I'm in agreement with you. He's a player that could possibly be in the second round, but you, the type of production that he could produce an NFL team is just the same as James Washington, in my opinion, or Calvin Ridley, for that matter. But I still think Calvin Ridley's the best wide receiver in this draft, but a guy like Anthony Miller can can definitely produce, and you can pick him up in the second or third rounds. I like Miller a lot. I was going to ask you there, too, I Joe. Like Tight ends. This one's interesting, guys. Over, under? Half. We got a half. Is there going to be Is there going to be a tight end taken, Joe, in the first round? This is a tough one. Yes. 63, uh, minus 163 to the over, and the under is plus 20. One tight end the taken. Kid, the kid from South Carolina. What do you think? Uh, the Hayden kid there. What's his name? Hayden Hurst. What do Hayden you think, Hurst. Joe? Yeah, I yeah, think he will be I mean, a first rounder. He's got the potential to be a first-rounder, and so does Mark Andrews, just because if the 
type of offense. Like, Mark Andrews would be a perfect fit for uh, New Orleans and Drew Brees. He's a Jimmy Graham type of guy. He can add 20 or 30 pounds of muscle and not lose a step. You can mismatch him on linebackers and nickelbacks. But, again, I'm not wowed by the tight ends in this class. It wasn't like it was last year when you had guys like O.J. Howard and Evan Ingram. You had a five-deep type of class. So, again, I think those guys that we just mentioned could possibly slip second or third round. If from a betting angle, I would take the under half there. I would roll the dice with that bet. Looking at a wide receiver, it'll be curious are, to are see. You, are you looking at Barrios from uh, Miami? What, what happens with uh, with Braxton Barrios? <laughs> you know, he's I a, like him. He's a small kid. He's only five eight. He's yeah. got some grit and stuff. Uh, it'll be depending on the system, I and mean, we can't we can't overreact. I mean, his skill set is limited to a certain extent, but at the same point in time. He's got great hands. He does. You know, so he can he can fit in with uh, with some people. Hey, Joe, we got to get out of here. Go for the two. You can follow Joe on Twitter. Go for the two. Thanks, Joe. Always a pleasure, guys. Enjoy the show. Love it. There's uh, Joe Lisi with us. Yeah, Barrios has good hands. Not really an impact player. I'm just curious to see if he catches. Maybe somewhere like New England, play on special teams, return punts. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Thanks to Joe Lisi for joining us. Tony Cicada will join us in a couple of minutes. Uh, Tony points out the Jets can't pick Josh Rosen. Woody Johnson, of course. Um, Woody Johnson, the owner of the New York Jets. Hardcore Republican? I think he's no, he's part of the the Trump administration. Oh wow! And the guys wearing an F Trump shirt. He's, um, <laughs> I think he's the ambassador to Ireland or whatever. Yeah, no, you might be right on that one. Yeah, there I think it is Ireland. Yeah. So, um, yeah, now Woody Johnson contributed heavily to Donald Trump's campaign, and then the way politics works, you contribute, yeah. you get a job after. Yep. So, and you know, cushy appointee appointeeship. So. <laughs> So that's a good point. Will they let politics get in the way? As uh, Tony points out, and it is a good point, that uh, Josh Rosen wore a um, F. Trump um, hat while playing golf at Donald Trump's <laughs> golf course. That's amazing. So he played, he played, played around at National Trump Golf Club and wore a hat saying F. Donald Trump. Yeah, that's good. That's good for business. Now, the thing is, now, this was, this was two years ago he did this. So it was when he was yeah. a freshman in college. Yet this is the fear, actually. So when we talk about, when we actually, why is Josh Rosen yep. falling? Why is Josh Rosen falling? Number one, the National Football League owners and general managers are the most conservative yep. out of any sport. Damn right. Right? 
You, hockey, you said, hockey players are non-political. Like they, yeah. they only drink beer, bang chicks, and play golf. <laughs> like they don't, they don't care about politics. They don't know exactly. Just give me you the know, paycheck. NFL players generally, they don't really care yeah. all that much. I, it was interesting during the election. I read an interesting piece on the Denver Broncos, whether the, the election and politics was fracturing the Broncos locker room, and uh, only six guys on the on the Broncos voted. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to destroy the locker room. No, like, like, Von Miller doesn't like what he, yeah, yeah. No, like, a lot of, yeah. like, people, like, they didn't care. Like, they yeah. were like, I don't like Trump, but I don't care. Like, they were like, we don't talk if about me, it here. If me and you it's were, irrelevant yes. in the room. They basically yes. stated that they don't talk about politics in the Denver Broncos room. Exactly. And it was basically like six or seven of them actually voted in the election. <laughs> no, say I, say I was a Democrat and voted for Sanders or Clinton and, you're, and you voted for Trump. It wouldn't affect us on the football field. Who gives a shit? We're, we're, we're there for the goal. We're there yeah. to win football games. I don't care about well, your political it's, attitude. It's, it's a lot like the military stuff in which um, in which – Yep. A soldier doesn't care whether no. they're the person besides them gay if they're saving their life. Exactly. You know, what I mean, if if your soldier, your 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 soldier beside you, your team, a member of your team saves your life. You're not, yep. oh, oh, but he's gay, no. so I'm no. Much, you he know. saved your he saved your ass. Yeah, exactly. So it's the same thing in football too. They don't really care, like. You know, like racial stuff, and like the, the rooms are split already. What's What's the most political sport? The NBA. You more guys call out. Yes, I would say out of the big sports, the NBA yes. definitely. Yeah, Major League Baseball is a lot. Like you baseball, hear it, not as much though. Hockey, the definitely the least. I think baseball. Look, ba- fact is, baseball more than half the league essentially are from Latin America. Yep, correct. They have their own problems. They do. You know what like I mean? Like, like their villages, like getting people no, fed, paid money. People in Venezuela right now are breaking into zoos and eating the animals. Right, like there's a breakdown right now of society in Venezuela, and like so they're not. You're right. They're not as as um, baseball owners are pretty conservative for the most part, but the NFL is just different. Like the ultra. NFL is ultra conservative. They donate a lot of money to the Republican parties. So I guarantee you, actually. So I agree that this whole Josh Rosen thing. I think they're scared. Like put put it this way, Ken. You're a National Football League team. You draft Josh Rosen. You don't know whether he's going to show up to the first ever press conference with an F Donald Trump t-shirt on. Whether you like Donald Trump or not, he's the president. Yep. Right? And 60 million people voted for him. So you're just pissing people off with this stuff. And fine. If you want to be an activist, you be an activist. Right? Like, and I'm not one of these guys telling players to shut up, but I see both sides. I mean, and the thing is, in America, you're free to say what you want. But companies and bosses are free They're to react to you. Your, exactly. You they could say, I'm canning your ass. Like I, I, su- like I supported yeah. Colin Kaepernick yeah. and doing to do what he wanted to do. Yes. But at the same point in time, it is NFL teams' prerogative not to hire him. That after. is correct. It goes both ways. You are free to protest, and we are free to react to but, your protest. But you know as hell as I know that he's better than a lot of the backup. He, the guy was a starting quarterback in the league. This this shit has basically prevented him from being a backup quarterback. Yeah, but I I, I like Colin Kaepernick. I really do, but he's not worth the trouble. It's just yeah. not worth it, dude. Like for, you know, and plus he, may, he makes a lot of money, Cam. That's you know another I mean? thing. To, yes, to be, he to wanted, be a backup. He wanted 10 $11 million a year. That's a lot. Right? I think now oh. he's settling for five. He's going to end up on Seattle, yeah. dude. He'll end up on Seattle. I, I, I would for five million. Yes, I will. They're supposedly pretty close. Well, okay. There was a rumor that they asked him. They said, "Listen, we'll sign you right now, 
if you promise us you're not going to take any knee jerk answers. Exactly. And he said, I can't do that to you. I can't make that yeah. promise. And they're like, okay. And what he said, I don't plan on protesting. But I can't, I'm not going to put it in a contract that I'm not going to do this. No offense. When you look at the Seattle Seahawks, Boykin yes. was one of the worst. Like, you want to talk about, like, people who did bad things all the tra- Colin Kaepernick's problems are a hell of a lot. Trayvon yes, Boykin Cam- was one of the worst. Trayvon backups. Boykin was making $850,000. I, I understand a year. that, but he was a menace to society. Yeah, but he was only taking up $850,000 on a cap. <laughs> Money's more important yes. than anything. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> like, Bottom line, yes. <laughs> I, I get it. But you're, uh, I'm talking about, but this is what I'm talking about, though. Seattle deals with these characters. He's high on the uncharacter. And I'm not sitting here if you're listening right now i'm not saying i agree with the way the nfl operates but guys you know i'm 47 years old and i've learned doesn't matter whether you effort agree with the way the world works the world goes the way the world goes okay so kaepernick's got to play the game and he get back in the damn nfl but as far as josh rosen is concerned it's a good point that tony raises if you are an ambassador to donald trump do you want some smart mouth kid that you know that hates the Republicans and hates Donald Trump? Nope. They'll pass. You won't mind. You don't that's the thing in the NFL. It's like don't ask, don't tell. They know. They don't they already know. They know everything about you already. They spy on you. They already know everything. They don't care if you hate the president. They don't care if you're a white guy and you hate Barack Obama. Can't do it at a press conference. Just don't wear hats. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> look at me in the room. F Donald Trump. What a game. It was like the guy on the Vikings, the, the punter. There was a big activist for gay rights. Mitch Berger? No, uh, Chris Cluey. Cluey. He wasn't even yeah. gay. He's not even gay. But he really, really, like, he stood up for Michael Sam, and he stood up for gay rights. Yeah. And the thing is... During the regular season, man, he used to have, like, these things going on. And the Vikings told him, like, listen, we don't mind you. We're not anti-gay. We have gay people to work for us. But during the season, it's a distraction. Just, oh, yes, yes. We're getting a ton of letters. All the talk radio is always about you and this gay stuff all the time. And they said, you're the punter, bro. Just kick the ball. And they said, in the offseason... Do whatever you want to do. Exactly. You know, but during the season in Minneapolis, stop, like, yeah. this activism yeah. stuff all the time. And he did it, yeah. so they let him yeah. go. More fair catches, less squawk, but he yeah. kept on talking. Yeah, there's another <laughs> thing, too. Well, that's the thing. When you squawk, then they start to look. They're yeah. like, you know what? This hey, guy's Cooey, not even that good anyway. He used to be better. Yeah. He actually did, too. Remember, his numbers no, were he like, he used slip. to be a, you know, he that really is, that is an absolute slip. fact. Yes. He's, he was one of the best punters in the league. And the same thing. Kaepernick wasn't great at the end. His stats for fantasy yeah. was good, but it wasn't great where you're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely worth it. Well, like, it's just not. Why do you think Gruden got rid of Marquette King? He was done with his bullshit. He said, right, exactly. hey, you're a punter, dude. I'm exactly. done with your dancing. He just doesn't want that yeah. crap. Exactly. Goes, I don't need this shit. And he also made a lot okay, of money. Put it this way. A lot if of money. you're the Cleveland Browns, yes. who, who do you want? You want Tyrod Taylor? Or do you want Colin Kaepernick right now? Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. They're pretty much the same quarterback. I could argue that Kaepernick's a little better. Yeah, maybe, that's not, that's not really maybe, proven. Yeah, you know what I mean? They're about the same. Yeah, and one of them, Tyrod Taylor doesn't talk. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even do interviews. Like, he doesn't talk. He's the, the quietest guy ever. The only like, commercial he did, Gabe, I saw him do an ad for, like, a lens crafters in Buffalo. He's yeah, like, yeah. Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor glasses, went to yeah. his glasses. That the, and they're showing, he's like, it's the only thing he talked about. Because I got a really good deal on my on my glasses. Lens crafter, yeah. yeah. He, so did, he, did, two, he did two commercials in Buffalo, ocular so, commercials. So if you're an offensive yep. coordinator and you're a team and you're an owner, it's like, all right, so Rawr. I got Tyrod on the table and Kaepernick here. 
One, they'll both do the exact same thing for us, yet one of them doesn't hate America. <laughs> so let's go with the other guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying. Hey, doesn't hate America. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. I'm speaking they, like they yeah, are. They don't, like want, they, they don't yeah. want to deal with the BS. Let's bring Tony Sincata in. Tony. And it's a good point, Tony, in the tweet that he sent here. Woody Johnson's the ambassador to Ireland or whatever the hell it is for him. They're not yeah, going to they... draft a guy walking around with an F Trump shirt. No and way. And I, Jerry, I, I, Jerry Jones, big yeah. conservatives. There's not one. I saw out of all the NFL owners, I think there's like two of them that donate to the Democratic Party only. You know what's crazy about it? I think the owners really screwed up the Colin Kaepernick thing, and they're screwing up the Josh Rosen thing. Just come out and say it. Don't say, oh, it's off the field. Say, hey, you know what? The guy's taking a political stance. We just want him to play quarterback. And we're worried about it. We might not pick him. Just come out and say it. Where do you guys think he's going to be drafted? Because right now, his total, it's five and a half. Like, you got to believe that it's going to be. He's going to, he's going to fall. Yes. But listen, it's not like yeah, he's no. not getting drafted and it's going to. He's going to be the my Denver point, Broncos. My point being, you only have to lay 40 or 50 cents with, and he's going to be the sixth picker over, I that's think. A, and that's, you know what, Tony? Man, right? the Broncos. He can smoke weed out in awesome. Colorado. Yeah. And, uh, it's a very liberal progressive sure city. Yeah. They smoke weed, they drink, and they won't care. Bronco fans, the ones that are conservative, and it's sort of 50 yeah. 50 there. It's a yeah. battleground state. Slightly lean towards a Democrat. Like yeah. the, 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 yeah. the governor's a Democrat. There, I don't think Barrel Man cares. No. no. The Bronco fans, <laughs> they just want production. They sure. Yeah, we yeah, want yeah. a winner. They just want a good quarterback. <laughs> He'd be a nice fit. Yeah. Hey, listen. I agree a, with team, that. a team's going to get a good quarterback in a good part of the draft. Because I agree, Tony. I don't know if he, gets, if he doesn't go to Denver. He's going to fall to 7-8. And someone's going to snoop him and laugh. They're going to go, wow, we can't believe we just got this kid because he wears F Trump hats. <laughs> you know, it might yeah. be a sign. But, you know, the con. Cabinet thing, too, is the owners really screwed up, in my opinion. You know, I, I knew because I saw what happened in Jacksonville. He could never play here under any circumstance. The Jacksonville Jaguars would come up from their best season uh, in their history, and they would have 20,000 people in the stands, and they would have 20,000 people outside protesting every game that that guy suited up. Uh, they had a meet with military veterans out here because they knelt during the national anthem in a game in London, and the town was ablaze. Like, there was never more Jaguars it's talk. A big- they- it's they, a big military. Yeah, a you can't. You can't. Right? Yeah, you can't. Like Colin Kaepernick. Here's what Kaepernick screwed up. I think Kaepernick. Also in Miami, and also you know what's funny? In Miami, they actually said behind the scenes before the Cutler thing, they kicked the tires on it. Yep. And they were like, you know, Kaepernick, and they couldn't because he walked around with a stupid Castro shirt. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? We can't have, like, we can't piss the Cuban community off here. Like, Kaepernick brought a lot of this upon himself. It's one thing to protest police shootings, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're showing up with Che Guerrero yeah. and Castro shirts, like, there's people in Miami whose parents were murdered by yes. Castro. And, Colin, and I like Kaepernick, but he's so freaking ignorant. Castro was racist. He killed more dark-stained Cubans than anything else. All right? Like, you know, just it was the ignorance of it. You know, and it's... Kaepernick brought a lot of this upon himself, Tony. He really did. We're the same age, and, and Kaepernick doesn't get this. People of our, our age and our generation, when you stand for the national you're taught to stand for the national anthem. You're taught to take your hat off. Every time I see a kid leave his hat on, I try to smack it off his head. I, I mean, it's one of those things. It's and like, honestly, too, the cops shooting people don't really, doesn't have anything to do with the flag. Right. <laughs> that's, the part, that. that's the and part. That's the part. That's the country. Yeah. They're two like, different things. Yeah. There's nobody... 
in that whole stadium is against cops beating black people or any people. Everybody's with you on that Colin Kaepernick. What you did is you didn't consider what you actually did by kneeling for the national anthem, and it got lost in translation, and it became a huge issue that it didn't have to be. And let's talk, call it out for what it is. Moretzi's talking about money. You remember when all this shit went down, Tony, the ratings and the numbers and all, it was, it was, it was a shit storm. And basically when the NFL starts losing revenue and stuff like, eh, put the brakes yeah, on you're and, right. that, and the numbers, because we went over, I, I do, a, I do another radio show with the business guy. And I was saying like, let's look at the facts and the numbers were down consistently from the military I will say, and everyone else. They I will pissed. say he was made a scapegoat for yes. the rating standpoint. That's true, but like, it's like the yes. Papa John's guy. Yeah. The Papa John's guy was bitching. It's Colin Kaepernick's fault. We're yeah. selling less pizzas. That's, that's not true. Right. Yeah. So, and that was a nice story and you know, Fox and all these people, you know, Breitbart, they love that angle. All right. We're selling less pizzas because we're the official sponsor of the NFL yeah. and Colin Kaepernick. What happened was, Papa John's board of directors actually did their own internal studies to realize, like, why, why are we slipping over the last year or so here? Yep. You know whose fault it was? Papa John's. Papa John. Yeah, exactly. He, Tony, the irony, business at Papa John was down because people had a negative, yeah. negative opinion when they see his face in yeah. the commercials. They don't like him. Yeah, they don't like him. He's not a good corporate uh, mogul. If, if you remember, he complained about Obamacare, and he said he would have to raise the price of pizzas, 25 cents on a large pizza. That's right. And everyone said, I would rather have your driver covered with Medicare and pay you 25 extra cents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what happened, what happened was he got overthrown. Yeah. Papa yeah. John's got kicked out of his own company. Like, they're paying him off. Here's yeah. your stock. Here's your money. F off, and he's going to be off yeah. the boxes to like soon. They're just stuck with millions of boxes. So who's the figure? Is Jer- Jerry Jones and like Peyton Manning and these guys like Jerry? How Jones, high are they at the Papa John's? Jerry Empire? Jones owns three hundred locations wow, around the United that's States. A lot of locations. So he's one of the bigger owners. Yes, he is. Yeah. Definitely. Peyton, no, he Peyton, doesn't own five shops. Yeah, Peyton got out right before the NFL deal. Uh, that's right. Peyton sold his Papa yes. John's the day before the NFL Ooh. Papa John's pulled out. Insider trading. Hey, yes. That we talk about it, yeah. Tony. Nothing wrong with that. He's yeah. a Manning, yeah. right? Yeah. You can do, yeah. If I was anyone else, hell, Martha Stewart went to jail for this <laughs> I stuff. Know. Yeah. I know. That's the most amazing thing ever. You said it, Moranzi. This guy's bulletproof. No, he, he really can't is. do anything. Like, he, he sells that, 118 Papa John's like, outlets. Yes. And the day the before. Day they pull out the NFL deal. No, if, if that's not collusion, like, no, that honestly, that's unbelievable. And they're not even looking into it. What a joke. The best thing is, too, that I think that <laughs> That's so stupid. I think that Papa John's and Jerry uh, Jerry Jones has a feud with Goodell. So I think That's Jer- right. Jerry Jones was trying to stick it to the league. Oh, no, he wants to he so he's all like, Pizza Hut. He's all, like, he's all like, you know what? I'm going to pull the sponsorship and screw yep. you guys over. And remember, Tony, it took like nine hours. They announced Pizza Hut. It's like, yeah, you really showed them, guys. <laughs> yeah, like Domino's and Pizza Hut, we're going to bend over backwards to get that new deal. Exactly. And speaking of which, Pizza Hut's already looking to take advantage uh, of of their uh, new sponsorship deal. And in a strange promotion, Pizza Hut reveals that the 78th pick in the NHL draft will receive a free pizza for an entire year. So the 78th pick of the NFL draft gets pizza for a year? I love it. Why the 78th pick? They were probably founded in 1978. No? we got to think guesses. All right. Yeah. The 78th pick... 
is the 14th pick in the third round. Yes. Which is 314. Oh, that's pie! Which is the the yeah. pie, the symbol for pie! Oh. Pizza pie. Wow, these guys are really thinking outside the box here. They got Literally, some smart people there. <laughs> if they were really cool, Pizza Hut should say, since we're so happy to be part of the NFL, everyone gets a free pizza on NFL Draft. Yeah! Personal, personal, personal pan. Personal pan only. <laughs> He you gotta has pick it up. A slice. Great deal. Yeah, yeah. Walk in only. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24/7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fancy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. I had a personal pad BB set for pizza the other night. Was it 99 walk in. Nice. You got a can of Pepsi. I took the can of Schweppes ginger ale instead. Schweppes. No, it's too small. Yeah, of course it's too small. And I'll tell you another it thing. Like they're really Tony, small. Me and Gabe will tell you what. Pizza I used to have, uh, like a 10.99 buffet, like all the pizza and breadsticks oh, yeah. and everything you could eat with salad, but uh, they, they don't exist anymore. Now, now, now you're getting scammed. You're you're paying four or five bucks for a personal pie. So like. So I remember the first time I was ever in Montreal. Like I'm in my early 20s. I'm a little hungover, and I go to get a pizza, and I, I go, Hey, dude, what's the fromage on all these things? And um, that was that was cheese. <laughs> The from yeah the fromage oh, the fromage. <laughs> yeah, fromage fromage I like I like I like fromage you thought it was a sales yeah. tax or something I go, what is this yeah. fromage on all these pizzas <laughs> fromage <laughs> <laughs> Tony's the best you know so as I was saying Tony yes I don't I don't um, I'm not saying that I. I'm saying what the NFL's policies are right, yeah, but I'm not saying I agree with the NFL owners. I think NFL owners are some of the biggest scumbags uh, in in America, to be honest with you. But I see their argument here, and I see their concern with Josh Rosen. And the fact is, we're starting to hear this a lot. They're scared that he's like a a new Kaepernick 2.0. Because, like I said, Tony, you might know you drop Josh Rosen. He's a good quarterback. You, you you introduce him on Friday after the draft Thursday to your market, and who's to say that kid doesn't? Who's to say he doesn't show up with an F Donald Trump hat? Right? Like uh, that I would. Have, you're like, can you imagine the like, Jets making yeah. that pick and that happening? Like, like right, yeah, right out of the game, he shows oh. up with or something else, just some smart ass sort of political. You know, Mike Cardano steps up and in right now as a Jet fan. I, you know, Cardano wouldn't care if, if Osama, if, if Saddam Hussein could play quarterback. He'd be like, well, you know, he's pretty good, you know. He makes all the throws. Run what's the up, ball. Mike? Run the ball. Run. Can he, uh, can, what's his accuracy like? Let me ask you, what, what, what's going, what are we talking about here? What, what's with all the pizza talk? 
Pizza. The yeah, NFL. Well, I, From us, everybody's yeah. calling me here. Jamie's talking about pizza. I'm getting hungry. What, what's going on? What's, what's with the pizza talk? The it's NFL has a sponsorship. Yeah, we got, we're we, bringing down the NFL hard. sponsorships today. Yeah, it's, we started about Jerry Jones and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning sold all of his Papa John's oh, locations yeah. the day before the NFL. Oh, yeah, he should be Before in jail. Papa John's pulled yeah. the, uh, yeah. So, yeah, no one brought that up at all. So then we were talking about, uh, you know, Jerry Jones owning uh, owning a Papa John's and Josh Rosen. Uh, and uh, specifically the pizza, Mike, Pizza Hut's the new sponsor. They're giving free pizza for a year to the 78th pick in the NFL draft. 14th pick of the third round because it's the first three digits of pi. And uh, that, that's their number, so uh, that's how we're talking about pizza. But, yeah, we need yeah, we need a pizza sponsorship uh, hey, on the show. I am sponsored by a pizza joint, Marenzi, you know, in my other show, Pizzaville. We need a national was yes, there, we need sponsor. A, was there always an NFL pizza sponsor? Like, they always, they have to ha- there has to be an official NFL pizza? I think yeah, they have it for John's. everything. I think they have it for everything, and we just know about the pizza one because it gets shoved down our throat. But you this, guys should remember this. Remember, remember Mike, in the old days? When I was a kid growing up, I loved it. Remember every NFL football game? It would be like Todd Christensen and Charlie Joyner doing a Raiders game. And then at the end of the game, this game brought to you by Delta. Delta yeah. Airlines. And it yeah. always showed the airline. Yeah. The, they'd always show the plane in the sky and stuff. Remember that? They'd always do that at the end of the game. That's true. But, but does anybody, did anybody actually buy a pizza? Because the NFL was the sponsor, like so oh, I sure. have that yeah. pizza. Yeah. Subliminally, subliminally, well, Mike, they as, did. As as someone who runs a radio station, don't start telling us that people. Don't. Oh no, they <laughs> buy pizza. Yes, people. People Lots. are very influenced by Fromage. it. No, and in all in all sincerity, I just said during the break to Cammy, and yeah. I mean it. Right. Now that Pizza Hut, like before, it was Papa John's. Now that Pizza Hut. When the average bozo, Joe Sixpack, and Sally Housecoat are watching NFL football on Sunday, and they're ambushed with three million Pizza Hut commercials a day, they're going to order eventually from Pizza Hut. And if the Pizza Hut is good, they'll order again from Pizza Hut. So I actually think it's a good uh, it's a good move. Yeah, a lot of a lot of sponsorships are pretty meaningless. Like Tony said, right? You see when a Star Wars movie comes out. Like Subway sandwiches <laughs> involved with Darth Vader. I know. Like, I, I don't really see I'm the a tie collector in. cup. But the thing is, let's be real. NFL football fans, what do they do? They bet, they play they fantasy sports, sports, they drink beer, and, and they eat, eat pizza. Yep. But and they're going to eat the pizza anyway, aren't they? Yeah, they'll eat Yeah, but they, they got to eat the right pizza. Yeah. You know, Willie You, you, you actually think that, that pizza sales are going to go up and. and uh, Pop yes. sales are going to go down next year? Yes. Yes, yes. Absolutely. yes. yes. we do. Yes. Pizza sales are going up. I believe that, yes. I think that Pizza Hut I think they just hated John himself. That guy, they hated, he he was a bad ambassador. I think he they sure was. He, was, hates he was the they problem. They that guy. That's what I talked about. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I brought that up, Mike. I said, listen, Papa John, that guy, he's a big drunk. That guy, <laughs> he... Um, <laughs> he's a big drunk. <laughs> he, uh, he bitched about Obamacare and about having to charge people 25 cents for a pizza and, you know, look bad on him. And then he blamed Kaepernick, Mike, because his pizza sales were down. He's like, it's Colin Kaepernick's fault because he's kneeling. And the Board of Governors of Pizza, uh, of Papa John's, did their studies, and it turned out pizza sales were down because of him. him. Like, when people see his face, they don't like him. So they have a negative brand, and that's why they overthrew him. Like, Papa John's has been kicked out of the, the company. 
Like they're going to be taking his face off soon and stuff. It's just they're they're stuck. No, for no, this year. problem was too. He used a little bit too much of that just for men. Like he had that really dark hair and the like, you know the, what I mean. And he didn't gracefully age. The he like really pretty good though. But what Papa John's is good. It's pretty good. Uh, I've had a good pie. They there. put jalapeno in the box and yeah, it sort of gives yeah. it this extra little little kick. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Yeah, it is. It is good pizza. <laughs> it's fifty percent so, off Domino's so what, all pizzas today. What do you what do you make of this Cardano with Josh Rose in? And him, I really do think he's falling right now. And not because he's Jewish or not because he's rich. I think they're worried that he's like Kaepernick and the guy's going to start doing protests or he's going to show up to every press conference with an F. Donald Trump hat or shirt on. Well, how does anybody fail fall past the Jets no matter what? They gave up their entire draft to get one of any three of them. Whoever's left when it gets to them. No, you know no, because I, I, Baker Mayfield wasn't one of the guys in there. and That's, that's who I believe they're going to pick. Me too. I yeah, think they're going to take he, Baker I almost Mayfield. could see him in a Jets jersey. He's your new Joe Namath, Mike. <laughs> I don't think anybody else would take Mayfield except for the Jets. Am I wrong? Who else? May, who? I don't. He, I don't either. He would go to uh, like Arizona you know somewhere. Arizona seemed to have the hots for him at 13 or 14, wherever they are. At the Denver Broncos. The Denver for, for, for Rosen, good fit. No, for, I was uh, thinking for, for Rosen. Oh, well, that'd be a per- perfect fit. Oh, if I was Gabe, what's the you gotta go for him. What's the over under uh, on Lamar? Seventeen, 17 and, and a half. half. Yeah. And which, which way are you going on that? You know what? At under, first, uh, if it was under. me, I would go. I would say that he would be drafted before seventeen and a yeah, half. Under. I would take him before that, but. I don't think he's going to go before 17. I don't either. It's not what I think. It's what, like, what teams are going to take him? Like, the teams who want quarterbacks are all going to take the big three and then Baker Mayfield, and then Lamar Jackson will go, like, 23rd or more, maybe early in the second round or something. Like, I don't think there's going to be six, six quarterbacks taken in the first round. thinks the Dolphins might oh, Yeah, I was going to say, does Lisi know what the hell he's talking about? Uh, he knows about Georgia running backs and guys yeah. at the Dolphins. He loves it. <laughs> but, he he does, loves but he always talks from his perspective. Like, he doesn't uh, – I don't think he doesn't think what the Dolphins well, are going to do. What, 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 do you, what do you take offense to Lisey? Poor, poor Joe. You're always picking on Joe. No, he's the only guy, from, he's he's the only guy in America show. that thinks Lamar Jackson should be number one. Last time I was on my show, he said he would take him as the, the, the first quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I like Lamar Jackson. Yeah, not not the first quarterback. No, no, he's not. The first he's quarterback. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, to me, should go. Oh, Emory Hunt Emory agrees. Hunt. Well, we listen, I know, well, but that... he, he, he might be the best one, though. I like, listen, if you it was not wait to 17 and a half. I would now. have Josh Rosen one, Lamar Jackson two. Those are the two quarterbacks that I think. I personally like a mobile quarterback. I like a quarterback that can run. I think the NFL is moving towards this direction. We see Dak Prescott, uh, the success. Deshaun Watson before he got hurt. Deshaun Watson. uh, Deshaun Watson. Can people stop saying that? He played five games. Tony, who's the best Jewish quarterback right now? Oh, Bernie. Has it been one since Bernie Koza? It would be Rosen by default, no? Sage Rosenfels retired. (laughs) I, I swear, I think, isn't there a Jewish quarterback now that's slipping our mind? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's find think out. What, what do you guys, what's your favorite nickname for Rosen? Chosen Rosen? I like that. I called him the Jewish bomber, but people didn't like that one. <laughs> no, because, yeah, that, that could no, be no, true, no. and that would be a problem. Yeah. The <laughs> Jewish bomber, like, he, you know, he throws bombs, like... No, no, that didn't. Uh, chosen Rosen, huh? <laughs> chosen Rosen. 
The Jewish bomber will be a problem at airports. This is going to be interesting. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Jewish. I'm not sure that any one of these quarterbacks, I, I, I mean, I don't know. The NFL, these guys who are supposedly experts get it wrong so often. I don't know how you could take five or six of these guys. All right. It's, you know, it's clearly not. Lyle, Lyle Alzado was the Jewish football Jay Fiedler. Player. Jay Fiedler. Oh, Fiedler. Jay Fiedler. Did you know that Jay Fiedler lived with Anthony Mason? I think it was Anthony Mason was a Seriously? Fiedler's parents, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the picture of Jay Feely? <laughs> Did you yeah. see Jay Feely like yeah. his daughter? Yeah, yeah. Like Jay, Jay, Jay Feely, CBS analyst now, yeah. his daughter going to the prom. So her prom date is there. Jay Feely thought it'd be a good idea to have a gun. Yeah. So he's like, you know, no, just don't touch my daughter. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's holding his daughter. He's got the gun, and the boyfriend is sort of looking sheepishly <laughs> next to them. Yeah, real good. In Florida, <laughs> where a bunch now of kickers got shot. Good, good, good move. So good move, Jay. <laughs> now apparently kickers are getting concussions. He's lost it. You know what, though? What's wrong with that? Every, that like That's uh, time yeah, over time, Yeah, but you can't right? You can't take the picture. You can't do that. You can't put it. Why can't you? He did it. It's, yeah. it's the same. Well, he did. Well, now he's going to have to deal with it. I it's know. In Florida. He's going to lose his announcing gig. I don't think you so. Think so? Oh yeah, Julian. Oh, yeah. Julian. Julian Edelman's Jewish. Here, <laughs> Julian. Julian Edelman. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, well, Julian has Edelman. there ever been a Jewish uh, tandem, a, a thrower and a receiver? You know, get get <laughs> this. I'll never want to get. I know there's been Jewish. no Italians. Andre Tippett. How is Andre Tippett Jewish? Isn't he black? It's like Sammy yeah, Vinny Testaverde was that guy. Sammy Mike. Davis. Sammy Davis hey, Jr. Sammy. was Jewish. Mike Sammy Vinny Testaverde. Yeah, the yeah. Well, Went Vinny the, the Guinea. Sid, Sidlock, you just Sid, you just got his name because you're thinking about pizza. Vinny. Yeah, Josh Rose. Josh Rose is the best uh, best Jewish quarterback yeah. ever. <laughs> like we we can establish this. Uh, Jay Fiedler. So, <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not. Uh, I thought Bernie Kosar was Jewish. He's not. He's not on the ever, list. You ever see Kosar's no. daughter? Okay. Yeah. Why she, she causes some problems? She uh, makes some she, drinks. I think she's in the movies. <laughs> Did she makes him drink Jeff, a lot. Did you see Jeff Hornacek's daughter, the Knicks coach? Oh, God. She is beautiful. Big smoke show. Oh, she's gorgeous, yeah. Carton offered her a job. <laughs> did he? Yeah. The, uh, bikini what? boxing? <laughs> no, no. He felt bad for her. He offered her a job when they let go of Hornacek. Does he feel bad for all, uh, for all like, uh, coaches' daughters or just her? <laughs> no, just, just that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, here it is. Woody Johnson, who bought the Jets in 2000, raised major funds for the Trump campaign. Once he secured the Republican nomination, he originally backed Jeb Bush. He was one of several NFL owners who donated $1 million to Donald Trump's inaugural committee. Robert Kraft. Jerry Jerry Jones. Dan Snyder. Shad Khan. Shad Khan. You know, I don't know if Shad Khan realizes that Donald Trump hates Muslim people. Donated a millionaire. was Bob McNair. What a shock. Stan Kroenke. Edward Glazer. The biggest uh, donators to Donald Trump. Interesting. Oh, the Glazers also donated to Hillary Clinton, though. Oh, they do. Yeah, I think a lot of donations. Yeah, Yeah. I think a lot of people with money just donate to both sides just to be safe. Yeah, yeah. So once they're in, right? Yeah, Yeah, I donated. Well, hell, Trump donated to the Clintons. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Got it. The irony of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, twenty-two, twenty-two of thirty-two owners have supported Donald Trump. Wow. 
Hey, listen, so, I don't want to hijack the show. Let me let, let me run. I want, one, I want to leave you with one last thing, though. You had me go with this pizza stuff. I had to call it. That no-hitter last night was not a no-hitter. That ball that was hit to the shortstop in the fifth inning, that would have been a called an infield fly if anybody was – if there was runner on first and second. That was a little league pop-up. He, that, he had to catch the ball. Everybody's talking the about the play no at first base. There's yeah, no you're, way. Your reasoning, no way. Mike, your reasoning is actually backwards. If it was going to be an well, infield fly, it wouldn't be a hit. So how would it be, not be a no-hitter? No, no, no. My point was the ball, he was camped under it. It's got to yeah. be an error. That's my point. point. So if he camped under it so much that it would have been so, called an infield fly for runners on base. Runners. Yeah, so if it was an error, which it was scored an error, right? <laughs> um, That's the point. That's yes, what I'm but saying. he's got to catch the ball. Why does he have to catch it? What? Why does he have to catch it? He got a no-hitter. The scorer made the decision. It stands, Mike. Don't try to change history. Yeah. It's not what if you were around when Paul Revere was riding his horse? Benny, Would ben you change history? Ben Attendee says that Manaya's no-hitter is, is kind of suspect. suspect. <laughs> <laughs> first... You know, whenever I bring something up, Tony hits me with logic and reason, and I get all for clint. <laughs> Everybody yeah, wants to question. Sports talk radio. There's no real logic reason. Ben Attendee on the first place call. They said I was out of the baseline. I don't know. I've never seen that call before. It's kind of suspect. It just sucks. It's a big league hit. They don't grow on trees. <laughs> See, they said he was out of the baseline. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, well, he was out of baseline. All right, I got to go. go. I'm going to pizza. So now you're all for it. We, we converted yeah, you. Yeah, you're, going, get some pizza. you're going to Pizza Hut, aren't pizza you? Pizza Hut. Where do you want me to go? I'll go where you want me to go. Are you going to get midgets for for this bikini boxing? Is that I, your I, job? I, I, gotta, I think we I think we have two lined up. Are you two bringing midgets. me camp down? At least are we coming down for this? I can't um, miss bikinis. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you can MC the event. <laughs> yeah, I'd be good at that. <laughs> I've done that before. Yes. You've Will MC'd you midget. So- Wait, you've uh, MC'd midget bikini boxing? No, no, but MMA before, so same thing. Oh, same do you thing. Think you can, do you think you could stay sober enough to, for 12 fights to finish it off, or will you get worse as the night goes on? No, no, I'll be all right. If I get paid well enough. Well, that's not – well, we, we know that ain't going to happen. That's amazing. All right. Make, make some people some money next hour, will you? There you go. All right. Yeah, Actually, Kate, I got a money-making right. tip. Got some I know oh, Kev, Cardano, Cardano likes, got an angle here. Cardano likes hockey, uh, doesn't like hockey, but I'll tell you something. you got to get into hockey tonight. Listen to this, Tony. There's two series. I like playoff hockey. Toronto plus 420 and Columbus plus 375. If one of these teams wins, you hedge game seven, you can't lose money. Plus 420 and plus 375. Can I parlay him? Oh, yeah. I got picks. Oh, yeah, you can parlay them. Toronto, Columbus, Utah in the NBA. I got a parlay, too. Houston with Utah Moneyline at plus 112, guys. Stay tuned to the DFS Hour with Marenzi and Steam Shrimps.